0: Fluctuating electric quantity. K-U-S-S-O.
1: Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now.
2: Seconds after the hour of five and this the month of June in the year of our Lord 2009. Thank you for coming along and making it part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101, gay UFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is 503 228 4101 if you would like to be part of today's program. It is uh, Tuesday morning and good morning to you. It's uh, 503 228. For 101, if you would like to weigh in with your comments, questions, clarifications, ruminations, ponderings, kvetches, musings, uh, whatever it is you might uh, have on this Tuesday. You can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at KUFO.com. Tim at kufo.com. Or Nibbler, that is N-I-B-L-E-R at kufo.com. All right, so when we last left the Rick Emerson Show, Sam Adams was being investigated. Chris Brown... Had yet to plead anything to anything. And I think John and Kate had not yet
3: filed for divorce. Now it's John and Kate plus hate. Well done, Yep. Excellent. And a breaking story before you continue any further. The girl with the 56 tattoos admits she lied.
2: All right. Behold my shock. And when you said John and Kate plus hate, I was about to... S- that was kind of amazing. I was about to say I thank stole you that from the post, and I was about <laughs> to commend you on being witty right out of the gate, and then I stopped because I realized that it would be an unfortunate rhyme. But I hadn't quite had had the chance to substitute an alternate phrase uh, when you went under the 56 stars, girl. So we'll get to all that stuff coming up today. We'll also talk to uh, Dax Holt from TMZ. Dot com who will talk about really the unsatisfying bloodying of Perez Hilton. I was, there's the whole story not that bloody enough well be. He didn't appear bloody at all. If there's a, Perez Hilton, put out this whole story. Then what's his name? Will I am for the black eyed peas. If you just read Perez Hilton's blog, it was like, it was like the guy had taken him down and just beaten him to a savage pulp on the pavement, which would be deeply gratifying in many ways, by the way, I'm not advocating violence. I'm just saying sometimes it is entertaining. But then I finally saw a picture of Perez Hilton today, and it sort of looks—it looks like one of those things where you, where you kind of sleep wrong, and and you kind of uh, you sleep in such a way that you get kind of like a like a wrinkle underneath one of your eyes because your skin gets gets a little creased because of the way your head is on the pillow. Anyway, so we'll talk to Dax Holt about that because Perez Hilton made this whole thing about it. he beat me savagely like a dog, and it was, uh, it was it was really a very unsatisfying when I saw the photos. Uh, what else? Don Taylor will be here from Cinematical. Uh, she'll talk about new DVD releases today. Tim Riley will give his thoughts on Transformers 2, which may have been l- l- less than meets the eye. I'm just guessing. I'm
3: speculating. I don't really know. It-, it was a good way to kill town on a Monday night when you usually don't go out.
2: And if you happen to be in Tigard anyway. If you're already in the neighborhood. Um... We'll also talk to uh, uh, Dave Brennan, who's the uh, rhythm guitarist for Theory of a Dead Man. They're going to be here July 28th as part of Crew Fest 2. Uh, so that is uh, all on the way. And a pair of tickets to see the Portland Timbers on Thursday, July 2nd. We'll be giving um, giving those away. Good morning, Sarah Dillon.
4: How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fabulously. All right. How are you?
2: I'm uh, I'm fantastic. I went to sleep last night after not... I had this... I had this whole uh, thing where I was supposed to go see Transformers 2, and then I didn't uh, because I had another social event that
5: I was supposed
6: to go to. You're so
3: busy.
2: Well, but see, but not (laughs) at all, actually. I I was double booked, and then I became booked for nothing because I had originally passed over Transformers 2 to go to a party for somebody uh, last night. In fact, Sarah and I were supposed to go to the same event, and we both ended up not going mm-hmm. for different reasons, and I just ended up at about 9.25 last night, just kind of going, well, what should I do with Ash? Fell asleep. All of this exhaustion, because Lara and I got not a new car, but a, but a new used car. As Bruce Springsteen would say. Good for you. Never buy a new car. No, no, no. I, uh, uh, no, Well, heard...
3: in your business, in our business, we should... Let me rephrase that. <laughs> it's okay for you, the listener, to buy a new... It is not okay for us to do that. In that, fact... that is just inviting disaster. In
2: fact, as capitalists, we're encouraging all of you to buy new cars today. Especially GM. Yes. Do it before the end of the show, won't you, please? Uh, Whatever it costs.
3: And and Transformers was was one big ad for GM automobiles, especially the new Camaro.
2: Was there an awkward sequence where Shia LaBeouf and and Megan Fox were humping it out on top of some living creature that looked like a car? No, because I remember it it
3: did not get
4: that far. That was the first one, wasn't it? At the
2: end of the original Transformers, I remember sitting there while uh, Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf are making out on top of Bumblebee, who is—I mean, I know he's wearing the disguise of a car. But he is actually a living. Br- that would be. It's just awkward. It would just. It would just be like the two of them uh, getting on top of Anthony Anderson, <laughs> just making it on top of
3: him. Megan Fox you know. spent most of her time pursing her puffy red lips in the desert, Ugh. and staring at the camera with fake blue contacts. I wish I could really act. It's like that is not a real shade of blue. No, no, it is not. It's Megan Fox blue. Ugh. Anyway, so I got. So we
2: got a new, a new
3: used automobile.
2: Uh, and so, but as part of that, you know, we have this this uh, forerunner, this truck that we've had for, for several years, which has only been stolen three times, not four, by the way. I would like to address the people who think it's been stolen four times. Okay. It's been stolen three, but we've already found somebody to sort of to take it off of our hands. So last night, I just ended up going to bed early because I was exhausted from going through the back of the truck and just cleaning it out to make sure there was nothing there of value. The only thing I found that was even remotely of value in the back of our truck were the pajamas that I wore. To that lunch at Henry's, mm-hmm. where I went with everybody from the Sleep Country Pajama Bowl team. So and I those found those were mine. <laughs> yes, yes, they were. They, they didn't even belong to me. So I found Sarah Dillon's uh, pajamas in the back of my truck. So I got to watch. Uh, I got to wash those out, and then and then it'll be fine. But anyway, I know, so then you
4: started like handing them to me in a big ball, and you're like, I found these in the back of my truck. Yeah, I thought you were gonna wash them. <laughs> well,
2: I suppose. You're going to insist on having standards, anyway. So I did that, and then I was just sapped. So I ended up not. I ended up not going to this party I was supposed to go to. And then, I, and by that time, it was too late to go see Transformers. So I did what I always do at this point in my life. I just defaulted to going to sleep because I have become one of my own grandparents. Awesome. Well, I only have two hours sleep, so I'll be wonderful to deal with today. Uh, you know what? I wondered about that because I got an email from Dawn Taylor last night at like 10.30, uh-huh. and she's like, yeah, hey, I just got back from Transformers 2. And you're, I mean, you're here at 3 a.m., so I was wondering how it is you were possibly going to fare. I don't know. So far, I'm okay. Well, we'll be sure to check in with you when you're uh, your arrested in the morning. All right. Let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal savior, the underrested but still flawless Tim Riley. <laughs>
0: In the News with Tim Riley. Good morning, everybody.
3: 508. It's going to be almost 70 today. Highs there Any Lack of evidence. That's what's cleared Mayor Sam Adams of the accusation he had underage Beau Breedlove sex. Attorney General John Kroger wrapped up the five-month-long investigation. Five people in critical condition following still another serious accident in Forest Grove. They're happening there like every day. This time a Jeep in a station wagon, forcing it into some trees at Porter Road. This is very bad news. Portland's jobless rate climbs again. The May figures show 12.3% unemployment. Now that's up from 11.9% in April. And that works out to a staggering 137,000. That's 137,000 looking for work. Incredible. For those of you who are unemployed, the state of Oregon has increased jobless benefits, not by much, just a little bit. The maximum increase will be $11 a week, bringing the most you can be paid to $493 a
2: week. Have they extended the amount of the time for which you can claim those? No. All right. Uh,
3: Then we have this very odd story. Let me uh, write this up and make sure we're ready for it, because it is indeed odd. This comes to us from Glendale, Arizona. Oh, is this that nine hundred and eleven call? Yeah, it's it's extremely. Oh, Ill. this is
2: creepy. Have you heard this?
4: No, not yet. I heard. Oh,
2: it. it's it's very unnerving. I, it, it's yeah. There's there's something deeply unsettling about this. I mean, aside from the actual facts of this story, mm-hmm. uh, there's just something very very unsettling about this.
3: Okay, so this nine hundred and eleven tape has been released in the May thirtieth stabbing of a Glendale, Arizona family. Police say 29-year-old Michael Miller stabbed his wife and 10-year-old daughter to death. His 4-year-old son survived being stabbed several times. Um, eh. He told police he tucked his son into bed before he said a prayer, asking God to keep them safe. The next morning, he calls the 911 dispatcher.
7: 911,
8: what is your emergency? I just killed my family. (laughs) with the knife. All of them. They woke
0: up. I was threatening my wife with the knife and my kids came out. I I
7: killed my wife and I killed both my kids.
8: Okay. Are you sure you're
0: not dreaming, Michael? I am positive. Have you ever had any type of thoughts of doing this before? Never, never, ever, ever. It just hit me like a brick in the face. I don't even know why I did it. Can you go over and can you? No, I can't. I cannot. Why not? I can't look at what I did. Okay. Well, you need to. You need to face up to the reality of this. You need to go and help him.
3: Just before he stabbed his wife, he started screaming lyrics from an m and m song saying, "Here comes Satan, I am the antichrist i'm going to kill you It was
2: the weirdest i mean it was the weirdest unfolding of of information in this story because i you know there was the the story came out that you know that, that like the crime had taken place and then that there was a nine one one call and then the m and m thing and then I heard the audio from that where it's just so deeply unnerving the way that he's just kind of calm about the entire thing so all right. Straight ahead, we have, uh, uh, we're going to be uh, talking to uh, Dax Holt from TMZ. We've also got Don Taylor from Cinematical on the way. Coming up later on, uh, we'll talk to Jim Roop from CNN Radio Los Angeles about Chris Brown uh, pleading guilty, which I guess happened yesterday. Plus, more news from Tim Riley, live from Portland, Oregon. It is Tuesday morning. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
1: The Rick Emerson Show, available anytime, anywhere.
2: It's too bad about your rocky insides where no man's seed can find (laughs) purchase.
1: Visit KUFO.com right now.
3: It is
2: the Rick Emerson Radio Program, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Our phone number is 503-228-4101. Ladies and gentlemen, with breaking news, we now go to Tim Riley at the news desk.
0: In the news with Tim Riley. This breaking news
3: story 521. This comes to us from Los Angeles. Is this a... uh, Do we need to preface this with something, Tim? Is this a... uh... A watch of some kind, or... This would be a snuff watch. Here's your ad hoc
2: snuff watch. So keep in mind that uh, Sarah and I don't know who this is about. This have is no idea. You are the only person who has this information at the moment, you Tim. You should have
4: heard Tim. He was like... Ooh!
2: I, I walked into corner. the studio just now as I walked in the door. Tim actually, he, he actually sort of shooed me over to my seat so that we could we could get ready for this. So I have no idea who we're about to discuss.
3: A long-time television icon. Bob Barker.
2: Nope. Oh. Sarah Dillon? Is it um, wrong of me to keep guessing? Television seems like I'm, it seems like I'm wishing death on people by guessing them. Well, death has really
3: already guessing. occurred, so. <laughs> so that ship has sailed. <laughs> w- wishing <it> really doesn't <laughs> count here.
2: Um, all right, I've got one more guess. Uh, um, God, it's not Bob Barker, a long-time television oh, oh, icon. Oh, uh, Dick
4: Clark.
3: No. All right. Uh, Greg, do you have a guess? Do you know who it is? Greg can see my screen. He no. doesn't count. All right, he doesn't get the guess. All right. A television icon has passed away at the age of 86.
2: He's guessing Phil Donahue. That would not be... Phil, Phil. Donahue is not no, 86. No. okay.
3: One last guess for everyone, then I'm going to tell you. No, I got nothing. Ed McMahon. No! Oh! Oh, really? Yeah. Ed McMahon I was incorrect, sir. Has who had been hospitalized with pneumonia and everything else under the sun and a host of other medical issues. Ah. Oh. He passed away at Reagan Medical Center, known for hosting Star Search and the pitch band for Publishers Clearinghouse, and of course Johnny Carson's sidekick. He had all kinds of financial problems. He played a rapper in an ad for Freecreditreport.com and in a Cash for Gold ad that aired during Super Bowl forty three. Ed McMahon started his television career in 1952 as an announcer for Bandstand, which eventually became American Bandstand. He went to the uh, game show Who Do You Trust in the 1950s? That's where he met Johnny Carson. Carson uh, became the host of The Tonight Show in 62. Ed McMahon followed. The partnership lasted for decades, and his introduction, Here's Johnny, soon became one of the classic television lines. Once again, Ed McMahon died this morning at Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center in Los Angeles. He was 86. The real tragedy here is that I didn't guess that. That I should. I thought you were going to say Cronkite. No, see, th- because that's too obvious. Because th- we
2: had, cause sort of like the angel of death was hovering over him. Uh, was at the end of last week, mm-hmm. but then, but then, as of this week, he was fine again. So I figured that that was just them overstating mm-hmm. the Walter Cronkite thing. And plus, he just seems like a guy that's never going to die. Cronkite, whereas Ed McMahon always seemed like he was in bad health. He, he seemed yeah, like he his, was around
3: the next day. I mean, that was for more, the opposite. For more financial problems. <laughs>
2: his, Ed McMahon was the, as Danny DeVito says in the movie uh, Ruthless People, he just got older and sicker and older and sicker and older and sicker, but never seemed to die. And uh, so I just sort of, I mean, it never even occurred to me, which I guess it should have because he had... A a broken neck, which I mean, that's not like a real strong uh, statement of, of of physical health right out of the gate there. And then he had uh, pneumonia. Jesus, eighty six. So, the it's interesting, by the way, in the, in just the uh, the bio that they led with Star Search. That's the first thing the article said. Mm. The, the best known as the host of Star Search, also the Tonight Show, which is really strange. Um, wow. All right. So is he? So is he still married uh, to yeah. that wife of his? Well, yes, he was. I mean, this is, well, I mean, in the past, everything has now shifted to past tense. But this, um, so, I mean, was he, I mean, was this expected in the sense that, would, that was he in the hospital with pneumonia, like
3: right now? Yeah. And was he there because of that? Right. I mean, he always seemed to be in and out of the hospital. Well, that's really all I remember. And he must have had good health insurance because he was constantly in the hospital. Wasn't he one of
2: those guys that got on TV and he didn't, didn't he pitch that weird health insurance you could get for $4.95 a month and yes. your premiums are guaranteed never to go up? Mm. Um, so all I really remember Ed McMahon for for the last 18 months is either being in the hospital because something terrible happened to him or he was doing some sort of uh, humiliating series of commercials. How sad that the last thing he did that I'm going to remember is that the, the thing where he's wearing a bunch of bling and he's driving along with Master P or oh, somebody why in the, did
4: you have to the bring back that
2: of the truck because that that's so bad. because that's the last thing he did that was uh, of any note. Um I I don't think I saw his like a uh, Cash for Gold spot or whatever it is you were referencing during the uh, during the Super Bowl. I think I must have missed that somehow. I must have been in the kitchen getting a uh, getting more uh, getting another
3: frosty. <laughs> getting more
2: at toffee halftime toffeed peanuts. Um but I do uh, I can't remember offhand. What was the
3: we, we, the commercial where he was the rapper? What was... I never saw that. See, I, I did... I probably a, couldn't bring myself to see it.
2: I... It was... was you, who it was for freecreditreport.com? Because they had that whole thing. I think
4: so. It was some, like, money institution. It seems
2: like they've kind of vanished from the scene, but they had that whole deal where it was just a bunch of embarrassing jingles, but that was the point. They were, like, deliberately sort of awful or weird or, or you know, or, or, uh, you know, or, or uh, saccharine-esque mm-hmm. in some way. And so he had done that... But the last steady gig that Ed McMahon had—I mean, I'm trying to remember the last time he had a regular uh, series of any kind. I mean, it must the the last thing I can remember Ed McMahon doing with any sort of regularity was Jesus, and that was in the '80s. It was that that, that TV's uh, bloopers and practical joke show he did with Ed McMahon. Mm-hmm. But I mean, since then, I don't know what else. I don't know what else he had really done. I think he just kind of—I think he had settled into that semi-retired state where he just kind of made a living being Ed McMahon. And uh, Greg is saying Star Search, but I mean Star Search was wh- when was that on the air? When did- that was seventies, was seventies and eighties? Yeah. So I mean that's you know that must have been. So it must have been Tonight Show, and then Star Search was about thirty years ago. Followed by that show he did with Dick Clark. Followed by Carson going off the air when I think uh, I think McMahon just sort of settled into. I think he was more or less just a pitch man you know, for the last 18 or 19 years.
3: Well, he was like one of the, the most trusted man in America for pitching things for the longest time. That is true. I uh, I
2: remember seeing it. I don't think this is the thing I saw live. I think I only know this because Carson referenced it in all of those sort of the greatest hit specials he would do whenever they would do like his 20th anniversary, 25th anniversary. Because I think McMahon did Budweiser ads. And I'm fairly certain
3: he did ads for Alpo. Alpo. And Remember be, when they used to st- starve those dogs and let them loose? Right. And, and they would, <laughs> everything but the bowl. <laughs> and there's, it was obvious that these dogs were starving.
2: <laughs> it, it was some sort, of a, some sort of a crate out back full of emaciated basset hounds. And then he would just unleash them on the stage so they would go, oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> we and love elbow. He'd, he'd say, look how Buster loves his elbow." Meanwhile, it's some dog that's been locked in the trunk of a car for two weeks. Um, I mean, I'm just speculating.
3: It's just a satiric reference. Well, it happened many years ago. I don't even know if they still make Alpo. All that canned dog food, I I remember. I I don't see very much of it anymore. What I do uh, always remember, though, is
2: that he did that live spot for Alpo during The Tonight Show, and there was that one where the dog wouldn't eat it, and so then Carson came over and sort of got down on his knees and mimed that he was eating it, which at the time seemed like the height of comedy. Looking back now, maybe that's not the most refined brand of hilarity, but it seemed so at the time. So, Ed McMahon, um, he was how old? 86. 86 years of age. All right, so there you go. So more on that. Uh, Actually, coming up next hour, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ. And later in the show, we're going to be talking to Jim Roop from CNN Radio Los Angeles. Anyway, so uh, Ed McMahon uh, dead at the age of 86. Straight ahead, we have more news with Tim Riley coming up at 6 o'clock. We'll talk to Dave Brenner from Theory of a Dead Man. there is your Snuff Watch for Tuesday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program.
1: I've
0: written a letter to daddy,
6: gay hole, yeah.
1: This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
2: Good morning to you, it is Tuesday in Portland, Oregon and everywhere, unless you're a godless foreigner. 503 228 4101 is the Rick Emerson show. We are here in on Rock 101 KUFO. And if you are just joining us, TV's Ed McMahon dead at the age of but now they're but here's the thing the age shaving continues even after death because now they're downgrading it to 85 years of age. Yes,
3: and he said he died this morning at Ronald Reagan UCLA Medical Center, which is supposed to be Reagan, but it's spelled R E G A N. And this comes from KNBC TV in Los Angeles. <laughs>
2: So well they due, ought to know better. Due to all these layoffs. They're having their news written by KGW, apparently. Probably. Yeah. Excellent. Maybe because of we're doing more with less these days, Tim. Maybe they've had maybe they've had to consolidate Ronald Reagan Hospital and Don Regan Hospital. Use less A's. There you go. A, yeah. That's a nineteen eighty two. Are you wearing a Twilight shirt?
4: I was gonna show you this. <laughs> I wow. went to the mall with Kelsey yesterday and we had um yeah, 14-year-old day. Yeah,
2: I'm assuming you, I, did, I didn't think you got it at like the Dolce Gabbana store. Uh, wow.
4: I wanted to find the most hideous one that I could. And Mission
2: I, accomplished. Thank you. Thank I'm you. sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt our death totally coverage of this I was to it on
4: you, and I forgot that, but then I got hot, so I took off my sweatshirt. I just sort of looked over, and it was like it caught me at just the right
2: angle where I could see <laughs> the face of Edward uh, right there, right below your no, neck. No,
4: it's so creepy. And then look on the back.
2: When you can live forever, what do you live for? Well, Seriously,
4: they great. were the most ridiculous awesome. shirts. It was on sale for $5.
2: Really? Did they not have sparkly <laughs> shirts or one that said, like, Team Jacob in a blood spatter font? They had font? one
4: that said Team Edward. And Please I tell me this not, was at... Uh... I could not even find the irony in that one.
2: Please tell me it was at Hot Topic. It really was. How much you pay for it? $5. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, it's 503-228-4101, ladies and gentlemen, coming up at 6 o'clock. We'll talk to Dave Brenner, who's the rhythm guitarist for Theory of a Dead Man. They're going to be here July 28th, part of uh, uh, Crew Fest 2, KUFO's Summer of Rock at 620. we we'll We're talking to Dax Holt from TMZ. This is Tim Riley at the News Desk.
1: In
0: the News with Tim Riley.
3: Good morning, everyone. 539. It's going to be hot today. High temperatures near 80. Well, yeah, it looks like Mayor Adams has been cleared by the State Attorney General for his involvement with Bo Breedlove. John Kroger wrapped up the five-month-long investigation. It turned out that Bo Breedlove is not a credible witness. So, uh, well, if he did anything wrong, he got away with it. Portland Police Chief Rosie Sizer is calling for a polygraph testing for future cops after an officer was charged and jailed. She had a press conference yesterday setting the recent arrest of 28-year-old Joseph Wild, who is accused of allegedly making sexually explicit phone calls to several ladies. The chief said the Wild case has compromised the public's trust in law enforcement. He remains jailed with $132,000 bail facing 60 charges. What is
2: it with the Portland cops always having to get their sex on with people over the uh, over the phone <laughs> or over text message? You know what I mean? I know. I guess it's a modern way of doing it. Wasn't that the thing with Derek? What was it? Foxworth? Foxworthy? Yeah. What was that guy's I don't even Oxford, remember that? Oxford? Yeah, what he was didn't it wasn't either the one who was like, I want to give you my chocolate love sitting inside a jacuzzi or something. Wasn't yeah, that well, the that chocolate sleeping. love guy? Yes. Yeah. So all right. Well apparently it's a fringe benefit of becoming a member of Portland's finest.
3: A woman crashes into her neighbor's house. No injuries, other than the driver's pride after she drove right into her neighbor's house. Mm, you know. This happened at the 200 block of Southwest 142nd Avenue in Cedar Hills. The driver, 62-year-old Shirley Batiga was back out of her driveway, ready to uh, take off down the street, but did not realize her car was still in reverse. She ended up launching backwards toward her neighbor's neighbor's (laughs) front living room. Back up and try that again? Yeah, she was uninjured, but she was trapped, and firefighters had to come out and get her out. Nobody was injured, and she didn't get a citation. Four kids were accused of using a pit bull as a weapon. To attack women in SeaTac. A 63-year-old woman saw the group of kids and teens, ages 11 to 15, kicking a pit bull dog. Thinking the kids were about to be attacked by the dog, the woman offered her help. But the oldest of the group, a 15-year-old girl, told the woman to mind her own business. And attempted to pull the woman from her car. The woman left her car and was immediately punched in the head.
2: That town sucks. I'm sorry. I know that uh, living here in Portland, we're supposed to have... uh, I don't know, we're supposed to have solidarity and stand shoulder to shoulder with other cities here in this part of the country. But SeaTac, I don't even know if SeaTac is worse than Tacoma, but I think it probably is. At it least, is, because it's like half well, Tacoma. It's only, it's, <laughs> only, it's, only, it's only half of a Tacoma. But
4: see, but that's the thing. Like, it's and half it's like Tacoma, the, it's, like, it's half Seattle. It's so would, outside of Seattle, though, so that's even worse.
2: You would think, I mean, look, at least Tacoma has the excuse that it's a somewhat larger city. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you expect it just to be a big suck hole. But the thing about SeaTac is, the reason why SeaTac is actually worse, in my opinion, is... Is that it's all relative? In other in other words, it's a concentrated, distilled version of it. You know what? Uh, you know what? c is like. c is like when you buy one of those products uh, from a late night infomercial, and then as a bonus, they sell you a smaller travel version of the same product. So it's like you buy the uh, whatever you like to buy the big like George Foreman grill, and they say if you order the George Foreman grill now, you'll also get the handy travel grill, and it's a little one that you can run in your Winnebago while you're out on the road with your wife going to Reno. SeaTac is like a handy little travel version, uh, but only of Tacoma. There's actually no Seattle uh, there. So it's like if you don't have time to go wander around Tacoma looking to be beaten savagely by roving groups of hooligans, go to SeaTac and you can get it done. It's sort of a convenience store version of Tacoma.
3: So Chris Brown pleads guilty in L.A. to one count of assaulting then-girlfriend Rihanna by means likely to produce great bodily injury... Uh, The DA uh, spokeswoman Sandy Gibbons said there was an exchange for the plea. Brown will be sentenced in August to five years probation.
0: He is going to have to be supervised by a probation officer for five years. He's got a year-long counseling program that he has to attend, plus either 180
2: days in jail or the equivalent in labor-oriented service.
3: So he's not going to get off this easily, apparently.
2: Uh, the judge uh, doesn't want normal community service or service where she, he is not going to have to work,
6: such as in Caltrans or removing graffiti.
2: Well, so there's he's plenty of it to do. So we get so he has he has to go. I mean, it's not like on a road crew or something, but he has to go work for whatever for five or six months, and then he's on probation for five years. Yes. All right, but there's no actual jail time that's going to be served. Well, no, he's a celebrity. Well, I mean, I know, Tim. I don't mean to be. This is celebrity justice. As, as, uh, as Jud Nelson would say in the movie Airheads, you know, Vince Neal only went to jail for 30 days, and he killed a guy. So, uh, you know, it is a uh, it is a bit of a sliding scale. That's really unsatisfying. That is just the worst. That is the worst possible resolution of that case because I was so hoping for a long, drawn-out trial where Rihanna would take the stand and then she would tearfully recount uh, the savage beating and then uh, you know, and then, he, and then he would stand up in court and he would say, that's not true, and then what's-his-name, Paul Drake, the detective, would sort of rush in with evidence at the last moment, and then at the end, they'd just take him out back and they'd beat him in the face with a shovel. So, but it looks like none of those things are going to happen.
3: No. Uh, all right. Uh, the star girl, a she lied. The girl who claims she got 56 face tattoos... Of stars, I
2: don't think she claims that she got 56 <laughs> uh, tattoos on her
3: face, Tim. She said she mistakenly got them, and now she says she made up the story. Uh, this girl named Kimberly last week said she woke up in horror to find her face covered with stars of various sizes spread over the left side of her head. She says she only asked for three, but now she said she lied because her father was furious. The 18-year-old confessed she did not fall asleep, as earlier claimed, but wanted all, wanted all the stars and was, quote, fully aware of what the tattoo artist was doing. So uh, she told the Dutch television program, I asked for 56 stars and adored them, but when my dad saw them, he was furious. So I said, I fell asleep, and the tattooist had made a mistake. So. Uh, but I mean. It's, it's
2: still
4: so strange. I
3: just don't understand.
2: it. Did, first of all. I don't understand why 56. I mean, does she have some sort of explanation for why that number was where she not, settled? No,
3: that's going to require a further interview. I
2: mean, is that, I wonder if there's some sort of significance to that number? And also, you know, we never really talked about the business of getting tattoos on your face in general and how ungodly painful that must be.
4: I know somebody who has a tattoo on their face. Really? Like right here. But
2: is it like it, underneath their eye?
4: Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't live here anymore, but yeah, he has... Uh...
2: See, I think that would hurt because it's right on that whatever your cheekbone or whatever that is, Your your... But no, your skull a, is right like there a in the service
4: It looks a little weird. Yeah, they, see, that's it, my... it's like I think a, like a a dart kind of. Or now is that,
2: But it, now is it? Uh, I'm not saying you surround yourself with felons, but is it now? Is it indicative of something? Is it like it's not like a prison thing or something? No, I, I
4: don't believe he's been in prison. But oh just... wait, yeah, he was. <laughs> but I think he had it before he went to prison. All right, so it's
2: so it is just it, that is incidental to his yes. prison time. So, it, but is is it significant? In other words, here's why I ask because it seems like a like a tattoo on your face. I mean, I don't really know the answer to this. It, it, a tattoo on your face seems like it would hurt so much. that really, unless there's some, unless there's some really compelling reason to get it there. Like, why not just put it on your arm or something? Like you I mean,
4: murdered somebody and want a teardrop?
2: Yeah, that. I mean, that. That's the thing, right? I mean, it's, or sometimes you see people get tattoos for like religious reasons, or like uh, who was it? Was it Pam and uh, and Tommy that had the? Uh, they have their wedding rings tattooed on. I think it was Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee that they got their wedding rings tattooed under their ring fingers, which I actually think is pretty great, by the way. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not really for me. Well, Lisa Wood
4: and Brian Wood have that.
2: That's right. They yeah. got that's right. They got their and see, which I actually think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, you know, it's not a thing I'm gonna do. But, but it's I... it's
4: not so cool when you well not say so, when, you, when is you get a divorce. But, but yeah, like I have I also have friends who have like ring tattoos who are not so much with the person. Because
2: then like they just have to get all of their other fingers tattooed so oh, it looks yeah. like some so sort look of, you know, it's that thing where they say if you're playing guitar, you know and you make a mistake, just make it twice more and then it looks like your own personal style. Yeah. Or you're if you're um I get, it was it was uh uh Nikki Six from Motley Crue because he was dating what's her name, Vanity, for the longest time. And see, sometimes these tattoos, like, the solution will work itself out, because Nikki Six just had a big V on his arm for Vanity, and I think when they busted up, he had the solution where he just put, like, he made the V, he put an I next to it and made it into the Roman numeral for six, which works out really well if you're Nikki Six. It doesn't mm-hmm. work out well if you're anybody else. Because otherwise you just have to get a huge, like, rose bush or something tattooed over the top of it, and that's no good.
3: Here's uh, Tim Riley at the news desk. This comes to us from Little Rock. At Arkansas, a prisoner nearly died after guards left him lying naked in his own feces for the weekend. Uh, while investigating, the incident corrections officials say the guards receive lap dances while on the job ignoring him.
2: <laughs> Nothing says lap dance to me like being next to a big pile of feces. <laughs>
4: Who lap dances a security guard hey, this in is jail? A, his
2: feces is turning me on. In Isn't Arkansas there a hooker the around there. here
4: somewhere?
3: Uh, these incidents, uh, raise new questions about a troubled state prison system described by a federal judge as a dark and evil world.
1: <laughs> I would, um, obviously move from the area, um, of the feces and, um, make sure I tell the correct, um, authorities about the situation.
2: Apparently the correct authorities are turned on, uh, by the presence of said fecal matter and are probably not going to come to your aid anytime soon. So this
3: prisoner now has septic shock.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Were they, uh, so he's laying there and he's covered in waste. Yes. And meanwhile, they're getting lap dances. That is correct. Yes. But like right there. Yes. How much do you suppose they'd have to pay a stripper to come and do lap dances? Not just in a prison, not just in the presence of felons, but actually right near where a guy's um, recto business is sort of everywhere. I mean, it seems like that's a that's kind of combat pay if you're having to do that.
3: I suppose so, but it's it's probably steady work these days in Arkansas. <laughs> probably. I don't have a dollar figure, I'm sorry, I know you want to know.
1: I would um, obviously move from the area um, of the feces and um, make sure I tell the correct um, authorities about the situation.
3: Always good advice, kids. Here's Tim Riley at the news desk. Can you believe it? They found more missing Nixon tapes. Now over 150 hours will be released. Yes, the latest materials come from the Nixon Presidential Library. Apparently there are boxes of hidden tapes there everywhere in the walls and everything. They offer for a glimpse into the uh, faithful days of the Watergate scandal, as well as the waning days of the U.S. war in Vietnam. Uh, the tapes will be put online. They're from January and February 1973. This period covers the conviction of burglars whose breaking a Democratic Party headquarters precipitated the cover-up.
2: Now wait a minute. Now where? But where are these from? These aren't from uh, Nixon's library. So, like where were they found? In Nixon's library. Apparently, they're boxes stashed away. <laughs> Don't you just you know what Nixon was like? Nixon was like some sort of he was like your Depression era grandparents that would just be hiding cans of corned beef everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know where you'd like look underneath the sofa, grandmother. What's this? It's creamed corn. Don't touch it. I'll need that later. Except Nixon was just doing that with reel to reel tapes, and it's odd that these would be put out because I thought part of the deal, I thought the deal he struck with the, with the government when he quit. Was it like they'd let they'd let him go to uh to whatever to San Clemente or whatever and not be not be prosecuted and then in exchange he wouldn't have to give anything up mm-hmm. and so it's like it's like they just keep finding these under cushions uh, or something in his in his living room
3: so they will be released
2: online very awesome soon. all right let's do uh, one more here and then um. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk to David Brenner uh, from Theory of a Dead Man. And at 6.20, Dax Holt from TMZ on the death of television icon Ed McMahon.
3: More than a million Apple customers have found their calling. In the first three days of sales, the company sold more than a million models of the new iPhone 3GS. Apple says since June 17th, about 6 million have downloaded the phone's software. The phone is Apple's fastest and features a 3-megapixel camera and video recording capability. Price for the three different models range from $99 to $299. By the way, I'd like to thank. I know that I was complaining about this uh, the other day, but I'd like to follow up by
2: saying not only has Apple lowered the price of the laptop I just bought, but they've actually lowered now the price. Because, you know, when you go in to buy something, and you just noted it with the iPhone, there's three different price levels mm-hmm. so like $99, $199, $249 and I did what almost everybody does I buy the one in the middle I mean that's a, that's a, you know that is a, that is a well established and well known sales technique that I completely fell for where I went in to get my laptop like well, look there's this one is uh, you know 900 this one's 1200 this one's 1800 I'll get that 1200 one which is exact so now they've not only lowered the price of the one I got which is not like years ago by the way it was like 5 months back the one that I passed on that was like $1500 they've actually now lowered to below the price I paid for mine. So, thanks so much. I Yeah, I appreciate that. Oh, and then Steve Jobs has a new liver. Did you see that? I did. Apparently Apple just, uh, they decided to keep that secret from everybody, uh, but uh, he got a a new liver stuck in him. So, uh, well done, Steve Jobs. So, there you go. Uh, it is the, uh, the Rick Emerson Show. We are live from Portland right here on Rock 101 KUFO. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk to David Brenner from Theory of a Dead Man, who's going to be here July 28th, Is part of Crew Fest 2, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. Live from Portland, Oregon, it is Tuesday morning. It is the Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is Tuesday morning. It's 503-228-4101. Coming up at 620 today, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ.com about the passing of Ed McMahon at age either 86 or 85 from either pneumonia or cancer. Sort of depending on on who you believe uh, at this point. Uh, Don Taylor from uh, uh, Cinematical and Fandango will join us at 7 o'clock. We'll talk a bit about Transformers 2. And so, Sarah, you didn't go to Transformers 2. Tim did. Greg, Transformers 2? No. All right. So Tim is the only... Well, that's bizarre that you're the only person in the room that went to it. Usually, uh, you know, we go somewhere and then you just opt out and decide to see it later under the cover of Anonymity.
3: Well, you guys spend more time on the east side than I do. Well, that's true. This is technically on the west side.
2: This was was in Tigard, was it not? All right. So was it, now did you and Court and Fatboy all get
3: up and uh, did you press the flesh and greet the crowd and work the uh, room and so forth? I only saw them briefly and they greeted the crowd. So I, I never went on stage or right anything. I was sitting there with Chris Paddock. They, it was, they were sitting far away from me.
2: It was really the best night ever for you because you were able to see the movie for free and you didn't actually have to speak to anybody. No. Well done, Tim Riley. Mm-hmm. All right. What headlines are we following on this Tuesday morning?
3: Well, K2 reports that Mayor Adams wrote a letter of resignation a few months ago naming Randy Leonard as mayor, but he never used it. He never quit. Now, due to a swatch of lies... Mayor Sam Adams has been cleared of any wrongdoing. <laughs> he can continue. Oregon's unemployment rate goes up just a little bit. I'm but, sorry.
2: Just, I'm not saying that there was a little roll of the eyes there after the phrase cleared of any wrongdoing, but, um, all right.
3: Uh, Megan Fox says she ignores the pressure to be beautiful.
2: Really? Does she? Does she she successfully ignore that pressure to be beautiful? Does she manage to look plain and unappealing in every way?
3: She runs through the desert in that motion picture with her lips pursed. You know what she looks like? Flashing those fake blue contacts
2: uh, with a concerned look on her face. Who is that actress from, um, she was in Spaceballs and she was in something else, Daphne Zuniga, Zuniga, whatever her name was? There's that chick from the 80s. I know her as being Princess Vespa from Spaceballs. I think it was something else. <laughs> if you took her and just locked her in a room and starved her for a long while, like one of Ed McMahon's Basset Hounds, she would be Megan Fox. And everybody goes right to the uh, to the Angelina Jolie thing, which I I guess I kind of see, only because they I got Like
4: Wafy with dark hair and big lips. Well, they've got... Yeah, they've got the really
2: prominent facial features, and I guess Megan Fox has got that, but she's just... She just looks like such a like such a, b- a bony bag of sticks and gelatin. I just, there's, there's a whole there's a whole lot of nothing about her that's appealing to me, but I did see that uh, that interview with her just the other day where in the space of about thirty seconds she a said, "I don't know if I can really act or not." And... She has a mouth
3: like an inner tube.
2: <laughs> she does. And then she apologized to the fat kid who tried to give her a rose and was shunned. Oh, we have that. Do we? Excellent. So we'll get to uh, get to that here in just a few. Coming up at 6.20, it is uh, Dax Holt from TMZ. Don't forget, July 28th, Crew Fest 2 comes to the Clark County Amphitheater, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. You can get uh, tickets at KUFO.com, and if you do it on Wednesday, there is no service charge for that. One of the bands playing at Crew Fest 2, in addition to, of course, Motley Crue and Godsmack, is Theory of a Dead Man. And uh, I'm not going to pretend this is live. We taped this uh, yesterday afternoon. This is Dead Dave Brenner, not comedian David Brenner, which would be amusing in a whole different way. Uh, this is uh, Dave Brenner, guitarist for Theory of a Dead Man, who we uh, interviewed uh, yesterday for the Rick Emerson Show. <laughs> oh, that was totally wrong <laughs> when I played <laughs> So how does, it, how does it feel to molt every seven years, Dave Dave Brenner. <laughs> No, no, no! That's fantastic. Is it true that you bury uh, burrow yourself into compost and only come out for guitar lessons and signings at the Staples Center? <laughs> no, thank you for spending a few uh, a few minutes with us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> from "Theory of a Dead Man," Dave Brenner. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show, Dave Brenner from Theory of a Dead Man on the road with Motley Crue and coming to the Clark County Amphitheater July 28th as part of Crew Fest 2, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. Uh, good morning to
7: you, sir. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing?
2: I am uh, I am also fantastic. Uh, when someone comes out to see you guys play, when, when someone comes to see Theory of a Dead Man, what do you want the audience to be thinking when it's over?
7: I always hope that... I, I always liken what i think people should hope to what i always hoped when i would go see shows and that would always be a mix of things i'd like to see you know i'd like to see the band sound good first of all it's not you know it's not just about jumping around on stage and rocking out i like i like bands to sound good but i also like uh for bands to try to get across the emotion in their music that they got out on, on the record which i think is tough for some bands to do so I've always been a big fan of emotional music. I was a huge Allison Chains fan, which I thought was just like one of those bands where they just poured it all out.
2: When you guys, you talked about performing it live and pulling it off live, there's kind of two schools of thought. There's the thought that you wanted to sound just like a louder version of the record, the record that people bought and they listened to. And then there's the school of thought that, you know, it's a different thing altogether. And sometimes it's it's longer or it's shorter or the solos are different. What's, what's your take on that?
7: I think that's cool. I think it's cool if you do uh, change it up a little bit. I think uh, really, I think it's cool, you know, to be in a crowd and get some kind of a show that's unique to any other show. Uh, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll always mess around and do some little parts where we'll break it down and it'll always be different. And, you know, sometimes we'll, somebody will mess up and it's just part of, uh, part of the show. I, I as a fan of music, I love seeing when bands mess up on stage because if you, if you notice it, you know, it's something that's probably unique to what, you, you know, to, to just this show.
2: Talking to Dave Brenner from Theory of a, of a Dead Man. When, when you guys are playing a show with a lot of other bands, you know, like like Crewfest Two, for example, how is how is the energy different as opposed to when uh, it's you guys kind of out out on the open road by yourself?
7: It is. It's way different in, in ways, that it's, it's totally the same in other ways. But I think what's cool is uh you just become friends with these other bands and and in in that they're always you'll always be playing and they'll always be side stage watching you play and stuff like that, and you get so much energy from these other these other musicians that are inspiring to you, you know, like we're gonna go and play with Molly crew and with Godsmack I mean these are some players that are really really talented musicians and great songwriters it's just one of those things you see somebody like that at the side of the stage and uh, you just get really, you, you feel like a little bit of a, an adrenaline rush. It's cool to have these people watching you play, just like it is to have the fans watching you play. So, it's it's hard to describe the way the energy is different, but it really is.
6: There's a, a lot
2: going on in the world right now. You know, good and bad. A lot of uh, tumult and, and upheaval. How does that affect? how people respond to your music or, or to rock in general. Do you find that in times where things are a little chaotic, that there's a different reaction people have to what you guys do?
7: I think so. I think, uh, I find that rock is one of those things that, you know, in, in a time when people are tight on money, it's rocks, one of the things people are still spending their money on. And maybe that's because people need to get away, you know, maybe, and it's worth spending a, a little bit of cash to get out for, for a day. And, and, uh, just enjoy yourself and forget about everything it seems to be one of those things where people haven't slowed down the ticket sales are still great uh, record sales are still great so uh, you know and you can't explain it because every everywhere else the economy is a little bit worse off than it was a few years ago and and uh yet people are still buying music so i i think rock and roll is just one of those things people need to feel good and uh, rock and roll is one of those things that does that for people.
2: We're talking to Dave Brenner from Theory of a Dead Man. There's, you mentioned Alice in Chains uh, earlier as a band that, you know, that really impressed you in a band that you guys, uh, you know, the band that did it did it the right way. What other, you know, what other bands out there do you look at to model yourself on? Not even necessarily musically, just a band that, that delivers and that has uh, has their act together, for for lack of a better word.
7: Uh, man, there's so many. Uh, I mean, obviously. Being from Vancouver, so close to Seattle, the whole music scene in Seattle hit us pretty hard, and that was right at the time in my life when I was really getting into music, which I feel excited about because I really loved uh, being a fan of the, the Seattle music scene. But uh, there's so many more bands that I always loved. But, you know, even we just got the pleasure of touring with Molly Crew for about six weeks, a couple months ago. And uh, it, touring with them and, and seeing how they still to this day treat the opening bands with such respect and and uh how they carried themselves. It's one of those life lessons, man. You know, like you can tour forever and then just all of a sudden be totally blown away when you see a band like Motley Crew, who you wouldn't expect to be so grounded and so level. I mean, these guys have been doing this since they were 18, 19 years old on a major scale, you know, lived and died in this band, some of them. Uh, and come back to life you know you just wouldn't expect them to be as gracious as they were and it's a it's a good lesson man you know it doesn't matter how big your band is and uh, you know we're all just people out there trying to enjoy what we do and play rock and roll music and it's cool to see them still have that attitude as uh
2: as somebody who is a fan of music and obviously somebody music made a big impact in your life what was the um what was the the, the band or the record or the song that that really turned the light on for you that just was the bolt of lightning
7: it was uh it was Alice and Chains for sure. Like I mean I was always a huge music fan, but it wasn't until I got into Alice and in Chains that I said, I need to learn how to play that. And uh it was a combination of a bunch of things, you know, some some bad stuff going on in in my life with the family and all that and just turning to music and, and Alice and Chains being one of those bands where I could be like, Man, it doesn't matter how bad things are in my life, it doesn't sound like they're anywhere nearly as bad as <laughs> what these guys are singing about. And so it was one of those things that, even though it was depressing music, it still managed to cheer me up.
2: He said, at least I'm not that guy.
7: Yeah, holy smokes, what is going on in that guy's life? All right,
2: my friend. Well, it is uh, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. And, uh, of course, theoryofadeadman.com is the website or myspace.com slash Theory of a Dead Man, and you're going to be here at Clark County Amphitheater July 28th, part of Crew Fest 2, KUFO's Summer of Rock tickets uh, on sale now, KUFO.com. Thank you, my friend. Best of continued success in all things, sir.
7: Thank you so much. I can't wait to come to Portland. I just love that city. Excellent. Thank
2: you, man. Have a good day. All right, there you go. So that is Dave Brenner from Theory of a Dead Man. They're going to be here July 28th, and again, you can go to KUFO.com to find out more about Crew Fest 2 featuring Theory of a Dead Man. This is The Rick Emerson Show, live from Portland, Oregon.
1: Show your thoughts with billions. I would um, obviously move from the area um, of the feces. Call 503 228 4101. Mommy, what color is a casket? This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
2: Indeed, the Rick Emerson Show is live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's Rock 101 KUFO. 503 228 4101. 503 228. 4101 coming up at uh, seven o'clock, we'll talk to Don Taylor uh, from Cinematical and Fandango about new DVD releases coming up later on in the show. CNN Radio correspondent Jim Roop uh, from Los Angeles, also a pair of tickets to see the Portland Timbers uh, play on July second. You'll also be entered into the grand prize of sitting on the bench with Sarah uh, and the team before the game. That is coming up sometime. So excited and nervous. Are
4: um, you? I'm really nervous. Now is this now?
2: This is an exhibition game now. Are you, you going to have to do anything while you sit on the bench? No. You just have to sit there and, uh, sit
4: there and watch all the sweaty men run around. The
2: chiseled men uh, sort of uh, preparing to go out into the field and, and do battle?
4: Yes, and I'm, I'm going to feel like a total idiot. <laughs> oh,
2: by the way, speaking of sweaty, chiseled men, I, I took a longer look at that picture of Ryan Reynolds uh, that you've okay, got up at your... Okay, now do you
4: see the beauty that is him? No,
2: here I, do, I really don't. And let me say this about that. Let me bring it up right now. Sarah X... Dylan, in just a moment. By the way, uh, speaking. Oh my things, God!
4: Yeah, he's like the hottest thing ever.
2: Hollywood. We'll be talking to uh, Dax Holt from TMZ here in a second. See, I would. I'm looking at this picture of Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, It's at your website, and this is from. I guess this is the Entertainment Weekly that came out last week because it's about uh, the proposal. Sweet which edition. I did it. Is the proposal out, or is that this week? God, I'm so I'm so out of touch.
4: I thought it came out this past weekend, but I'm not too busy sure. busy
2: watching True Blood? Uh, frankly, I'm just you busy. and you
4: both friend. I just finished it yesterday.
2: You're way ahead of me. I got to I got to figure out I got to th- th- figure out exactly how fast I can get caught up with season one so that I can uh, then get into season two, which I think just started a couple weeks ago. Mm. But anyway, so I, I'm th- th- kind of out of touch with everything. It's been uh, that's been at the uh, the movies, but the proposal I think is either out last Friday or it's coming out this Friday, and I'm looking at this picture of Ryan Reynolds that you've got here, and I wouldn't think that he's your type because he looks. Because he kind of looks like too much of a hard body, and he looks as though he's been it's, greased up with something. It's
4: just him. I don't know why. I don't usually like all, like, big, muscly, crazy-looking men.
2: It's kind of like he's been slathered in pork oil or something. It it's is. Sort of like in preparation like a... for... Like he's been basted. Uh. You know, in pre- preparation for cooking.
4: Maybe that's why it looks so delicious. Yeah,
2: I see. I thought you. And here's the other thing about this: is he doesn't have any of that. You no, know, like his boy. pants
4: are kind of hanging off.
2: Too. And he's got that Cisco. thing. He's like in that Cisco Dude. video where he's like rotating on a on a. He's like rotating on a turntable. Come uh, on, look, look, look at my pubic bone, won't you, please? Thank you. All right, let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from TMZ.com, Our good friend Dax Holt. Hello, sir. So I'm
5: still laughing about all those descriptions.
2: <laughs> well, I just have you. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you seen the the Entertainment Weekly that is that's got uh, Ryan Reynolds on the front?
5: Yeah, I did see it la- yesterday in the the dentist's office.
2: Yeah, it's got him, and he's wearing water wings and like uh, I don't know, whatever, like a you like a scuba those water wings, mask or it. something. I <laughs>
5: I like the grease stuff, like he's in a Cisco video.
2: <laughs> I mean, but you know the video I'm talking about, right? I don't even know what the song was, but it was like. The thong song? I'm talking is, about
4: is it, An- is it Angelo? Was is he it, the one who did it stood D'Angelo? There? Who yeah, am D'Angelo. I thinking of? And
2: he was the guy D'Angelo from Black D'Angelo Street, like right? Naked, sitting there spinning around or something? Yes, the Spinny right.
5: video, yeah. All right,
2: let's all stop and get a hold of ourselves. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, Cisco is the guy that did the thong song. Why do I know that? Because he has
4: the silver hair.
2: D'Angelo is the guy who was in Black Street, I think. Uh, and. He is the guy that did whatever that video is called. And it's just a static shot, more or less, of him. And he's standing. You can't see it, but you can tell he's standing on, like, a turntable of some kind. And he is nude. And... It is actually cut. You know, the, the camera um, is 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 dropped so low and the shot is framed so that you can see all the way down to right where his business would begin, yeah. and it's just and he does appear to be all oiled up with something like the you know like like Ryan Reynolds here, <laughs> and the video is just one long shot of him rotating in place while he lip syncs. Oh yes, and the sole purpose of the video, by the way, seems to be distracting my wife. Who the first time she saw it, I came in the front door. I was out like taking out the trash or something sexy like that, and I walk back into my living room. And I said, hey, honey, one of the trash cans seems to she goes, shh, shh, I'm watching this. Don't, don't interrupt me. She's all sweating. Seriously, it it was, you know what it was? It was, it was like a cat, if a really sparkly piece of catnip that was in fact covered with tiny mice and pieces of cheese had been rolled across the floor. It was was all she could pay attention to. So, in any event. Um, Well, what is, uh, what is going on in the world of TMZ, sir?
5: Oh, my God. Well, I think the biggest news is that Ed McMahon passed away this morning. Uh, you know, I, I, I think my jaw just dropped open when I heard that news. You know, he's been battling pneumonia and bone cancer for so long. he been in and out of the hospitals. Uh, and his last day has just been at the UCLA Medical Center where he's been for a couple months. And I think we kind of have been watching on him, expecting this, uh, just because he's been in such poor health. But... Still, nevertheless, it's a huge legend losing him. We uh, we actually were
2: really caught off guard by it, even though he's been in the news lately. He's been a bit in poor uh, health, and our news director, we came back from it, and it happened. The news came out while we were in a commercial break, and we came back, and the news director said, uh, Tim said, you know, a Hollywood celebrity has passed away, and we immediately went around the room trying to guess at who it was. And I think somebody said Walter Cronkite, and I think I said, um, the hell did I say? I guessed somebody else who was just completely... I went to somebody. I went to somebody weird. Like I think somebody said Phil Donahue or whatever. And it, the Ed McMahon thing never even occurred to us because, as sick as he's been and as as badly as things have gone for him recently, he just seems like one of those guys who's such a fixture in the landscape you can't imagine him not being around.
5: Yeah, exactly. Um,
2: so it's just yeah, it's just a, it's. I mean, it's just a just a thing that really is is kind of uh, out of the blue in a lot of ways, psychologically anyway. What else? Uh, what else is going on in the world of uh, of scandal in Hollywood?
5: Well, I, I don't know. You guys want to talk about a little Rihanna, Chris Brown, or Will yes. I Perez? I mean, it's up to you. Well, let's talk about Chris Brown because Did
4: you say I Perez Hilton.
5: Perez, yeah.
2: Well, let's do let's oh. do it quickly there because there's Chris Brown, who I guess, uh, and we can talk uh, more about this later in the show. But I know you have some, some breaking news in this. So he, what he pled guilty yesterday, and he's going to serve. A little bit of time, but that's just, but it's like it's like in a work program, right?
5: Yeah, no jail time. He did get out of jail. He doesn't have to do that, um, but he's going to have to do 180 days of community service. He gets to do it in Virginia, his home state. Uh, I guess they're actually pretty tough on him out there. It's going to be, you know, like uh, metro cleanup. The I don't want to say Caltrans is what we have out here, but uh, public transportation, getting graffiti off, that kind of thing. Um, there is going to be a protective order, so he can't go near Rihanna. He can't contact her. He's got to stay 50 yards away from her, but if it, if it comes to an award show, something that they're both going to be at, it goes down to a ten yard gap that he can't code. And uh, it's interesting because if she contacts him, he's violating the protective order. Wow, that's that was, gotta be wow.
2: that's handy to have around. Just in <laughs> case a guy seems to be irritating you, you know, on a, on a random Thursday and he, he needs to be dealt with in your opinion. Yeah.
5: And so he's also going to get uh 5 years of probation. If he violates the probation though, he could get up to 4 years. Wait, so he has to So
2: that, that's a thing where caller ID really is your best friend because if he uh, if he answers the phone on the wrong day, then suddenly the man is at his door taking him away again. Exactly. Jesus. Uh and then Perez Hilton so Perez was claiming that the manager of the Black Eyed Peas, I guess it wasn't. Uh, I guess it wasn't Will I Am uh, himself, but it was the manager of the Black Eyed Peas gave him some sort of beatdown or whatever. And having looked at the photographs, I've, it, it, I'm not saying nothing happened, but it doesn't seem as bad as he was sort of uh, making it sound.
5: Oh, well, he's a drama queen. What do you expect from Prince? Yes. So, <laughs> yes, he is. You know, I just I was more shocked by his video that he put up, and you know, he's such a, a gay activist, and to sit there and throw out the. The homophobic slur that starts with an F over and over and over again. I, I was like, "Wow, you know, Perez." I'm surprised. Glad kind of went after him and said that, you know, it doesn't help out stereotypes and that kind of thing. Well, I I would say this, and I'm you know, I'm, and I'm certainly not saying like he was he was
2: asking to be beaten. I'm not, but I would say I will say that he was certainly acting in what the police would call a provocational manner. Because if you're in the, you know, you're in the face of some guy who, as manager, you know his job is to handle problems. His job is to, you know, his job is to protect the band and to deal with people whoever he feels they need to be uh, dealt with. And if you're just, uh, you know, in his face, just screaming a bunch of things at one of his artists, you got to know that's going to end badly, one way or the other.
5: Well, and I don't think it's necessarily one night, but I think this has been compiling. Perez puts a lot of nasty stuff up on his web, website that's just plain mean, you know. So I think there's a lot of celebrities that would like that kind of opportunity, and I'm not saying beating up people is right. I just, you know, I, I, there's a lot of people out there that are not happy with him, and it all started with Fergie coming up to him and saying, hey, why are you being rude to me on your website?
2: Well, I mean, I put it this way. There's two different camps. There's people who, when you hear that something bad has happened to them, you think, that's too bad. It's unfortunate. I wonder if there's any way I can help. And then there are people, when something bad happens to them, you say, "Ah, I wish I'd been there, maybe with some popcorn and a camera of my own, to record it and play it back at parties. And I, we all know where he falls. All right, my friend, I know you got a, a busy day. Thank you for spending some time with us. Dax Holt from TMZ.com. You can see TMZ tonight on Fox 12 at 1130 p.m. Thank you, my friend.
5: Later, guys. There you
2: go. That's Dax Hol, ladies and gentlemen. All right,
4: excellent. I like him more and more every week. I
2: really do. He's, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. I dig him. Tim Riley. What headlines are we tracking today?
3: Oregon unemployment rates go up just a little bit. In the meantime, the city of Portland's unemployment rate is going through the roof. A woman dressed as a man robs a Salem coffee shop. And mama, they're taking my Kodachrome away. Plus, Sam Adams will remain. Employed by the city of
2: Portland. Yes. Of uh, all that coming up, Tim Riley's at the news desk here in about the 15 minutes. He'll be about the 6.45. We'll have news from Tim Riley. This is the Rick Emerson Show. It is Tuesday morning in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon.
5: The Rick
1: Emerson Show on Rock 101.
5: Don't
6: miss a moment of the Rick Emerson Show. Hello, it's a tongue. or you'll be filled with desperate, miserable shame. Sex me. Listen online, live or via podcast at KUFO.com. Well, if I absolutely have to. I mean,
2: really, like if the job depends on it.
4: You can't say no to that. I'll do what I have to do, Sarah.
2: It is the Rick Emerson Show. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It's 503-228-4101. You can also text if you like. It is 5... Or or sext. It is 5... Please don't sext. It is 52051. Five two zero five one. Coming up sometime before the top of the hour, we'll give away a pair of tickets to the Portland Timbers game, uh, Thursday, July second. You win that, you'll also be entered in the grand prize of sitting on the bench with Sarah and the team,
4: which is the coolest thing ever. Before the game, which is the coolest thing. Sarah, uh, that's not ever. something that you can even buy. Oh,
2: by the way, speaking of
4: things you can buy,
2: and the coolest thing ever, here's a little device that you don't really think about most of the time, but when you do think about it, you realize what an incredibly uh impactful invention it is and how specialized it is but how often it intersects with your own existence you know this device i'm about to discuss it's like that little white thing that they put in the middle of the pizza to keep the box from smashing down on the cheese which oh, the barbie but, table but see but that's a the thing they didn't have i don't know the, the 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 first place to come out with it was like pizza hut or somebody do you see the pizza hut by the way is dropping pizza from their name and they're just going to be called the hut ew i that's weird. <laughs> it's just—it's all very weird. I mean, and it seems like I would to be making the, hut. the second the second spa- second spaceballs reference of the morning. By the way, with that, because I'm just picturing Dom DeLuise covered in cheese, saying, "I'm Pizza the Hut." But I think they're just going to be calling themselves the Hut. I, I, I could be, but it's like it, it's a little too late for that to be an April Fool's joke. I saw something about it yesterday because I think they're going to become more of a full service food restaurant. So yeah, like, I mean, we need another one. I'm just I'm just saying. Because
4: they serve like pasta and stuff now, don't well, they? Well, I think
2: they serve a whole a whole line of things. Uh, I mean, I'm you know I'm kind of a more delivery guy, so I don't really go into the you know if I go if I get that I, just, I don't go into the restaurant. I typically just have it. I'm an American. I have things brought to me.
4: I'm more of a Papa Murphy's kind of guy. I, I have my food uh,
2: hunted, gathered, and delivered to my domicile. I no longer have to leave my home for almost anything. So. But I think Pizza Hut was the first, uh, the pizza place to come out with that little white Barbie table, as you put it, and that's completely, it looks like if Barbie or Skipper had some sort of like outdoor deck furniture Mm -hmm. for their children, that's that little white thing they put in the middle of the pizza, and when the box goes down, the cheese doesn't hit it. Here's another thing like that. It's that thing that they have at the department store whose sole purpose is to take that weird, big, clampy, security plastic thing off your clothing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh,
4: yeah, the... The yeah, the thing you stick in
2: right it's because you go to Fred Meyer or something, and it's like the deal that uh, it's that plastic clamp that hooks your shoes together. And you, for the, I mean, for the life of you, you couldn't get it off. You know, if you had to. But meanwhile, it's, you know, the guy behind the uh, behind the register just goes like chink, chink, and then it comes apart, and then your shoes are good to go. Here's why I'm thinking about that thing. Because I have here in my hands a shirt that I bought from what we'll call a major department store located here in Portland. And they sold it to me and somehow failed to take the plastic thing off. Oh, yeah. Even more clever. It It says in huge letters, warning, tampering with alarming ink releases ink and could cause injury. So this is not just the thing that beeped. And the thing is, it didn't beep, which is weird, which leads me to believe that this might actually be defective. And so now part of me is wondering if I had to just try to take it off myself. You can't do it.
4: You can't, well, my friend did it once and exploded all over.
2: Now, when you say, I, I can't or I shouldn't. Well, can't and shouldn't. <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, won't be, one sort of obligates you the will, other, doesn't it? You will
3: it? not be able to. Now, see, but that sounds like a challenge, Jim. When you say that, but I mean, it's but just... But in, in doing so, you're going to tear that shirt to smithereens. I and suppose. It'll be
2: unwearable. Uh, okay, but here's... Uh, now, if, I want to get a picture of this and put it up uh, on the uh, website so people can see what I'm talking about. But everybody knows, everybody knows what this is. It, it looks like... It's like they've taken a plastic knob... Mm. Uh, you know, like the kind that you might have on a, uh, you know, looks like a plastic knob or maybe the maybe the top to a Tylenol bottle. On one side of the shirt, it's this sort of Tylenol, toddle, uh, Tylenol bottle top, and then on the other side, it's just this secondary piece of plastic, and the two are meshed together by means of a pin, which is going through the shirt. It's like it's some priceless garment. That's rare. Was it? <laughs> what shirt
4: this, is that? What's this on the was, front of it?
2: It was. This was so unbelievably on clearance, by the way, when I bought it. Uh, this is just a. It's just a black. It's a black button-up with this kind of uh, with a with a sort of pattern uh, okay. on the shoulder. I mean, I like it. It's, it's a fine shirt, especially especially <laughs> it's considering a fine shirt. I paid fifteen dollars for this. I have no regrets. But but now it's like I'm thinking: Can I just get wire cutters and just snip through this thing? No. Oh.
4: No, 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 no. It'll explode
2: all of you. Okay, but see, how does that even happen, though? That's m- because okay. it
4: does. It's it's pressurized ink. This happened to my friend who used to steal a lot of clothes.
3: <laughs> yes, I'm listening.
4: No, no, He's she now was... now like,
3: covered with ink
2: permanently. No, she was
4: totally a klepto, and she would um, like, steal stuff all the time, and she figured out how to get them off for the most part, but then yeah. one of them exploded all over her one time. So
2: my question is bring it back. I mean it's just a, it's a fascinating uh, the, the piece of engineering. Please don't point it toward Timothy. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to yank I'm not going to spray you with ink, Sarah. I'm not How do you know that? I'm yeah, not.
4: you don't know. Seriously,
2: <laughs> I'm not a cephalopod. So I don't think that's
3: a decision for you to make whether or not to scorce it.
2: So my question is, how does the little thing behind the counter separate these? Is it magnetic? How do they come apart? How are they held together?
4: I don't know, but I actually have thought about that as well.
2: I mean, I'm not gonna go ganking on it until the thing explodes. Uh, <laughs> you I'm like. just, I'm just. Think that my question was because look i've seen some of the people not at this particular store but i've seen some of the people who work the registers at a department store it's not like they're structural engineers or anything so it doesn't seem like it could be all that it doesn't require any any work or intelligence on the part of the user to take this ink thing off of the shirt for the department store all they have to do is slide it through that little tray mm-hmm. right, and then you, you're the you need that thing. thing so what is happening inside that tray that takes this security tag off the shirt. It's
4: probably a question that we're going to be able to answer on the air because then...
2: And and if I were just to take a pair of shears and cut through the metal pin, will that make the ink explode? And if so, how? Okay, but does that mean... Is there there some sort of an electrical device inside this? Is it it battery-powered? I don't know. How does the explosive... Is this clothing by Michael Bay that everything about it is somehow combustible or explodable? Yes. Okay. All right, well...
4: Are you gonna try and do it with shears? We should totally like get you all suited up and get safety goggles and stuff on. You should try and cut in half. Should with put on with the cheers.
2: big biohazard costume, the big Devo suit. I'm not cutting through the shirt. It's, Come on. it's a bit that only costs fifteen dollars. Cookie
4: right? morning show shenanigans. Let's Come on,
2: pay a visit to the uh, news desk with your personal savior, Tim. Riley. In the news with Tim Riley.
3: Good morning, everyone. Six forty-eight. Gonna be nice and sunny today. Hot too. High temperatures about eighty degrees. Well, the state attorney general's office has cleared Mayor Sam Adams he will not face charges in connection with his relationship with Beau Breedlove. There are just so many lies here that they can't sort through them, so they give up. Uh, Breedlove said the mayor kissed him twice, once very passionately. When he was still 17, uh, Adams claims he uh, waited till Breedlove was 18 before having any kind of sexual relations with him. The mayor did admit lying about the whole affair, even denounced uh, one accuser as being sleazy, but lying is not legal. So um, K2 also ran a different part of the story. They were, they were sorting through the mayor's computer, and they found out a few months ago the mayor wrote a letter of resignation, and he was going to appoint Randy Leonard as uh, mayor, which is kind of interesting.
0: Well, as I've said before, I mean, exhibited bad judgment. Um... He's just. What's with that music?
3: <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's like the Occurrent Affair
4: music underneath. <coughs> but he, he
3: just spooks me every time he he talks. He just sounds too psycho. Sam Adams. Yes. So he
2: wrote he's the. He's uh, but he
4: has kind of dead eyes. Well, he. I would say that he does
2: have these strange sort of zombie mayor uh, eyes going mm. on. You're right about that. He does have a sort of.
4: Not he, to say he's not a good looking fella. He is.
2: But. He has a very. I uh, un- love those glasses. Very unnerving countenance. So he wrote a letter oh, yeah, of resignation just to sort of have around, like, yes. mm-hmm. like in case they found the smoking gun or whatever, so he mm-hmm. could just reach into the, no, 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 I, I'm leaving, uh, which I think is the deal you had to do when you went to work for Richard Nixon. I, as I understand it, if you worked I- anywhere in the Nixon administration, the first thing you did, like your very first day on the job is Bob Haldeman, his chief of staff, would come to see you, and you would have to write a whole, like, I quit. You know, and, and you would sign it, your name. And then the only thing that would be left blank was the date. And so that if you ever displeased them, all they would have to do is, like, fill in today's date and look mm. at this, he resigned today. Get out. And so I guess Sam Adams did that just so he could... You know what it is? It's sort of like we've gotten to the point where we just... Uh, I no longer, as, as Tim would say, I no longer have anything here that I can't take home on a single trip. I used to hang things on the wall. I used to just let me put a gigantic potted plant in the
4: corner of this office. No, no, don't like living things. No, no,
2: no. It can all it can all go home in one trip to the car. So right. here's uh, Tim Riley.
3: Do you have allergy problems? Thunderstorms have driven an unusual number of allergy sufferers to the hospital. In a normal year, drier than this one, springtime pollen counts rise and people with allergies begin to suffer. Uh, but during storms earlier this month, more than 50 people came to various hospitals. And, uh, well, rain and wind breaks pollen into particles ten times smaller than usual. And that means bad news for you.
2: Uh, somebody has just emailed and they've asked, uh, so Sam Adams is uh, innocent? I, I wouldn't go so far no. as to say he's
3: innocent. He is I... he is unguilty.
2: <laughs> he has not been uh, found criminally uh, responsible for anything in a court of law. Mm. Um He's a, yes, he's yes, he's a babe in the woods. So somebody said, "What does this have to do, uh, or how does this affect the recall effort?" Which I guess that goes forward because right? sure. that not? is a totally public affair. Right? Uh, that has nothing to do with whether the man uh, finds him guilty or something. Because I think. Isn't the man's whole deal this is the Kroger's deal? Is just like everybody is so full of lies and deceit here that there's no possible way to figure out because everybody is undoubtedly guilty of something, and so therefore it's impossible to find out it's how a, guilty. Right. It's just a tangled web of lies. Right. Because the only because the only way, regardless of whether how you stand on this, you have to. I think probably the assessment is the only way that you can. That you can nail one of the guys, so to speak, is to is to have everything hinge upon the word of one of the other guys, and everyone is just uh, is just full of falsehoods and flim flammery. So there's just there's really you're on the just the most shifting of sands with, with the whole Sam Adams thing. Um, so this guy on line w- one here, Craig, can you see if we can uh, if we can have this guy hold or if we can call him back? It's so a guy on line one who used to work in loss prevention, which is like the, the shoplifting. Folk, oh, awesome! He can explain the ink device on my shirt. And the mystifying thing to me is that it didn't beep when I walked out of the store, even though it's still attached and and apparently still activated. So I'm wondering if that means the ink spraying uh, part of it is is deactivated as well. You know, if I could just give it a good solid... we should find out. Just give it a good solid twisting uh, right here and just see what happens. It is the uh, Rick Emerson Show coming up at uh, 7 o'clock. We'll uh, talk to this guy about whether this shirt's going to explode if I... Like, what if I were to just chisel at it with a a screwdriver, do you
0: think?
3: Yeah, let's try that. Live
2: from beautiful downtown Portland, it is Tuesday morning.
0: This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101
6: KUFO. KUFO Portland.
2: Is that one a big selling point there? It's sort of the authentic soccer experience of some
4: honestly it's, it's some guys gonna be
2: uh, giving somebody else in the parking lot a whole bunch of fives on the way to the car
4: it's entertaining every single year without has without fail like Timbers versus sounders ends in <laughs> and punching and excellent beer throwing and blood
2: uh, I like your uh, I like your soccer pennant choke on it All right, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We are live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is uh, 503-228-4101. It's a Tuesday morning coming up at 7.20 of the day. We'll talk to Don Taylor from uh, Cinematical and Fandango. She'll talk about new DVD releases at 8.20. Jim Roop from Cena Radio Los Angeles will join us talking about Ed McMahon, uh, who passed away uh, earlier this morning at the age of what, Tim Riley? 86.
3: All right, Tim Riley is tracking the following stories for you on this Tuesday morning. Uh, restroom Romeo Sam Adams is in the clear. He's off the hook for whatever he did wrong. Somebody needs to be making a porn film of that right
2: now, like they did with the Nail and Palin thing. Uh-huh. There needs to be a... Wait, what would it be called? Sam Adams? Sam? No, I've got nothing.
4: Well, it has to be something with the breed love.
2: There's got to be... Yeah, see, but that's too obvious. I feel like we're better than that. I mean, we clearly aren't. We are. we are. We're, we're better than almost nothing. All right, well, I'm going to put that in my uh, brain. I'll come back to it later.
3: John and Kate plus hate are splitting up. Will I am calls Perez a liar. He is correct. Perez lies all the time, yep. and he deserves what he gets. Uh, Megan Fox <laughs> says she doesn't Twitter, and she questions her acting ability. She should.
2: Excellent. Those Wait. big red. I mean, you saw Those big right? red
3: lips the size of an inner tube, and those big blue contacts. Perfect
2: tan. So is it a lot of? Uh, does Shia LaBeouf in Transformers 2? Does he do a lot of just uh, the, uh, he did st- stammering and 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 I, I I don't know. And the the the, he, the car came to
3: life. He's pulling along. They jump off roofs. They, they dodge bullets, and she's wearing the, these white slacks that never get dirty. Well, of course. She comes out of everything with perfect makeup and a tan, um, and they jump off roofs, and they suffer through explosions, and she's perfect every time. At some point, please tell me they outrun a fireball. They do. Oh, well, they they awesome. outrun all kinds of
2: things. That is fantastic. I don't know if I should give this away or not. Um, I'll and and they
3: they bomb the same cinder block wall a million times. Well, that, that, that's the Out thing the about desert.
2: Michael. And do they do they bomb things in slow motion or showing it from multiple angles? Yeah. In other words, it does kind of that that staccato uh, series of explosions where when something blows up, there's the and they just show it from a whole bunch of different camera angles. And then there's very little to blow up in the first place, but they keep
3: blowing it up again. I should it over again.
2: I should say that Don Taylor actually sent me an email last night after Transformers 2, and it just said in all caps, "If I ever meet Michael Bay, I will punch him in the face." And that was that was like the extent of her observations about Transformers but 2.
3: This will once again make the Camaro a guide car. Well.
2: Really, any step forward for the Camaro is, uh, you know, it doesn't take a lot it, to do it that. It is
3: product placement for GM. I would imagine. I mean, because we've had this. It dis- has those little sneaker-like cars. We had those, this discussion before about the Camaro. Had The
2: Camaro was a guy car until like 19... I was like, Dennis Pizza but he told us it was like 19... 19- 85 or whatever, there was some year, some line of demarcation with the Camaro where it became a Chickmobile. Because the, the Camaro, like if you picture that Camaro that uh, that John Cusack has in Better Off Dead, very much a guy car. And then after that, it became, uh, became something else altogether different. So, uh, all right. So, Greg Nibbler is here in the studio with us. So, we had a guy who was on hold who was going to talk to us about this shirt that I bought over the weekend. And... For some reason, and this is the only piece of clothing this happened with, by the way. When I walked out of the store, it didn't beep, but I'm noticing that they never took the big clampy plastic dye pack thing off. And that's a
4: big one, too. That's a big skewer. Yeah, this thing's huge. You're
2: going to attempt to take that off. Well, as I said, it's, it is, be careful. It's the size, it looks like a, like the childproof lid from like a Tylenol bottle or something. That's what it looks like. And then it's joined to another one on the other side of the shirt. And I'm assuming there's like a metal cotter pin or something between the two. And it says something like alarm ink. And I'm assuming that means that it 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 a will splatter you with ink if you try to steal it like that like the bank uh, money that always just like g- gets you fluorescent orange, and that there's some sort of a device in there that triggers the alarm when you walk out of the store. But the alarm didn't go off, so I'm wondering if that thing works at all. In other words, if we could just if we could just open it, what's going to happen?
6: All right. Well, his suggestion was to not do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> do not tamper with it. Apparently, there's so, so there's there's some kind of magnetic field in here on top of it where he said that if you could. Get enough magnets around it. You could probably disrupt it, and it would release. There's a magnetic field. That's what he says. He's, yeah, He's yeah, this winding he says. you up. That I guy's completely effing with car. you. We could try it. And then the other thing is, there's There isn't a, a magnetic field. It's, what is who, there, uh, who's we? Is there also a wormhole inside there and a rift <laughs> in the space-time continuum? I'm merely, merely relating the information to
2: there's our a, listeners. There's a portal to the Forbidden Zone inside <laughs> the ink. If you can get enough magnets,
6: though, and circle it with you aluminum have, you foil. You have
3: a record of being hurt in that corner where <laughs> you're standing now. Seriously. <laughs> have, that is a
6: bad corner been, for you. Yes. I've been injured more corner. times than not standing Greg, in Greg,
3: standing in
2: the corner of the studio where Greg currently is, we have all maimed our arms repeatedly on the little metal tray that holds the markers for the dry erase board. But you actually just managed to give yourself a paper cut on your forearm.
6: Yes. Yes, actually. And it's, it's it one of those ones... Uh, it's not bleeding, it's small enough, there's there's a mark there. I don't but know how you would you that. even do that? I mean, that's, I have no idea. It's
2: like, a, it'd be, it'd be between your wrist and your elbow, it's a paper cut, which actually takes some doing. It's almost impressive in a weird way.
6: If there is a way to injure myself in this studio, I will find it. I bled more in this studio than I have in any other work environment <laughs> in my entire life. Welcome to, welcome to my world. We're yes. all
3: bleeding on the inside. <laughs> So the guy said that if we
6: if we got enough magnets, we could deactivate it. He said it's possible. He, he, said, he said you might be able to do it that way. The other way is, you know, when they they uh, take these things off, apparently there's some shaft they put in here somewhere to release. Well, that's
2: what I mean. There's just some, some deal with the store. The guy just goes, and he slides it through there like one of those old chunk credit card things, and then it comes off. Well, let me ask you this.
6: What color do you suppose this ink is? Well, that I don't know. Now, he did tell me uh, one other way that we might be able to get around the... Do we smash it with a hammer? Please tell uh, me we smash it with a hammer. No, that would be cool, though. Uh, um, no, we would have to cut off this section right here, like the tip of this. This ex- is just a section. So this is... The, because it's, it's it's two pieces of
2: plastic that are clamped together yes. a- around the shirt with a pin. So you cut so off the, he's the back. Yeah, you cut side. off just just the very tip, he said. If you go too low, then just you're the going to explode. Because one, oh, one side is shaped like the medicine bottle top. The other side is shaped like a... Uh, what do you call that? It's a... Uh, what is that children's toy that I'm thinking of? It's a, a, top a top? It's a top. But it's, yeah, a dreidel? That's it, it, exactly <laughs> what it is. It's shaped like a dreidel. So if we cut the tip off, not an actual dreidel, uh, just, if we cut the tip off the dreidel-shaped thing, though, then the ink will drain out, or will that deactivate it?
6: Uh, apparently, then, it, it would loosen it up enough to where you could actually, it would just fall apart. Okay, it would this fall apart. This guy said Well, the
3: shirt is black, so it wouldn't hurt. Well, it.
6: that's my question. See, if mm-hmm. if the if the if the ink is
2: black and the shirt is black, worst-case scenario, I washed the shirt a couple of times ink gone. Uh, Rick happy. If the ink is like glow in the dark or something or bright orange and then it just uh, you know and then it splatters everywhere then that's going to uh, that's going to be bad. This thing
4: exploded on my friend was blue.
2: See this uh we'll see but anything Anything that is a dark color would be fine, right? As long as it's not some sort of a glowing color or, you know, if it's not fluorescent. This says, don't mess around with ink tags. An idiot I knew trying to smash one with a, with a hammer. Got permanent ink in his eyes. Ended up in the hospital nearly blind. Ooh. Uh This one says, please be sure to take pictures when Rick's face is covered in ink. <laughs> um, let's see. This says, Rick, this email says, I've had a bit of experience in this act. All you need is a plastic grocery bag. The ink is in the bigger of the two sides, and it's in two different glass vials. There is red and yellow, usually. Red stains any light color, and the yellow stains any dark color. There is no alarm. If you try to pull the two sides apart, the pin is holding a little bar that is on the far side of the ink. If you yank it, it smashes the vials, and it gets all over your shirt. He says, to avoid this, take a shopping bag, wrap it... I can't tell if he's screwing with me or not. Wrap it tightly around the side with the ink in it. Make sure to get it under the larger piece as close to the pin as possible. This is hard. Uh, blah 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 I, blah I think blah. You need some rubber gloves too. Pull as hard as possible. The bag will protect the shirt. It's best to do this outside in work clothing because the ink will leak uh, leak out of the bag almost immediately. Or you could bring it back to the store and have them take it off for you. But where's the fun in that? Um,
4: <laughs> I said do the plastic bag thing and you pull it apart. Well, see, yeah. here's the thing: is I have it's
2: it, there's I have two. Or several warring instincts here. One is the desire that I'm a cheapskate and I don't want to ruin this shirt even though I bought it. Well, especially because I bought it on clearance because I like this shirt a lot. It fits me very well, which most things don't because I'm kind of in that weird in between sizes thing. So the shirt fits really well. I like it. It was dirt cheap. Uh, it was like 15 bucks. Well,
4: see, then that would totally be worth a story. And see, well, and that's. Because how of me, boring is that to just go back to the store and be like, can you take off the tag? See, part of it is like a sticking
2: it to the man thing, too. Like, you know, like the man puts something on here that I'm not able to take off. Look at me take it off. <laughs> And then the final part is there's that MythBusters uh, section of my personality
3: that just wants to see like what would happen if I vote uh, hammer, or or you could wear, <laughs> you could wear it just one time on television, make a fashion save, and everybody else would want them too.
2: Hey, there you go. There you It'd go. Yeah. be like hypercolor or something. Yes. All right, uh, straight ahead, Don Taylor from Cinematica. We'll talk about new DVD releases and we'll figure out what the hell to do with this uh, with this shirt. All right. Uh, coming up later on, uh, Jim Roop from CNN Radio Los Angeles gives us the latest in the Chris Brown-Rihanna story. And we have more news from Tim Riley. It's Tuesday morning in Portland, Oregon.
1: The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101
2: KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show continues next. Ladies and gentlemen, you and your groin, you you keep listening. On Rock
7: 101 KUFO.
2: That's right. Live from Portland, it is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's Tuesday morning. It's 503-228-4101. In mere moments, we'll be joined by Don Taylor from Cinematical, who will talk about Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen, uh, as well as DVD releases. Uh, we have more news from Tim Riley coming up here in just a, uh, just a second. And uh, an email regarding uh, this uh, security tag thing on my shirt. I should say at this juncture... We're going to give away uh, your shot to sit on the bench with Sarah Dillon and the Portland Timbers uh, before the game of Thursday, July 2nd. If you are caller 10 uh, right now at 503-228-4101, 503-228-4101, you win yourself a pair of tickets to the Portland Timbers game of Thursday, July 2nd. Plus, you'll be entered in the grand prize drawing to sit on the bench with Sarah and the team before the game. But that is only if you are caller 10 right now. every
4: time you say that, I get nervous. Why? Because I'm, I've been, you know, a fan of theirs for like years. Oh, so, could...
2: so you're not nervous because you're just nervous because you're going to be in such close proximity, close proximity to the team. Oh,
4: yeah. No, I haven't even ever been like close to the field. Is this
2: because the team? Because like Ryan Reynolds, it's made they're of a all kind uh, of foreign hotness. They're hot and sweaty. <laughs> oh, yeah. And chiseled. Excellent. So you would like to see Sarah Dillon's uh, discomfort up close and, uh, you know, an in-person lack, and who wouldn't? Uh, you would be caller 10, right now at 503-228-4101. Tim Riley, what stories are we following
3: on this Tuesday morning? Well, due to a tangled web of lies, the DA's office has cleared Mayor Sam Adams. Uh, Portland's jobless rate goes up again now. 137,000 are looking for work. The state of Oregon has an increased jobless benefits, not by much, about 11 bucks a week, but it's better than nothing. And the stars of TLC's John and Kate Plus 8 have split up. By the way, and
2: apparently, I guess, I didn't uh, watch the show because I figure... I don't why, know why anybody s- who's ever <laughs> watched that show. Out. Well, th- I was talking to Laura about this, that they are now... The thing with the John and Kate couple is they are now a couple that I only know through ancillary exposure. That's the thing. Like, yeah, the, the, right. I've never actually seen the show. It's sort of like with, watch it, with uh, Spencer and Heidi. I really only know them because they bitched about being locked in a room with food and water for like a day or something on that. I'm a celebrity. Get out of here show. Get me out of here. And that, uh, and that Al Roker threatened to give them a beatdown, which was immensely satisfying. That was so. amazing. It's me. Really, it's a good week for violence and threatens, threatens, threatened. Uh, threatened, threatened. <laughs> I was going to say threats of or threatened violence, and then I just made them into a brand new shiny word in my mouth.
4: If I pick out a couple episodes of The Hills where um, they're particularly awful, will you watch them? Just one. No. Just one. No.
3: Please? No. All right. Were you thinking that you would be the straw that broke Rick's uh, will right there? I, I guess it wasn't enough effort put into
2: it. Well,
4: I will make you watch it, Rick Emerson. Uh,
2: we've got this email, by the way, about the ink tag in my shirt. This is from Jason. It says, hey, the ink is usually blue and yellow. It's fluorescent and it smells awful. Run the rounded side along a dat tape eraser. A dat tape eraser? I think he means like a, like a magnetic, like a degausser or oh, something. One
4: of those around here, isn't there? I've, no, there was not the Tim, is there power. a
2: bulker around here, like a magnetic tape eraser? I haven't seen one in a long time. These used to be one at the other building. So was being used as a doorstop somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, right next to the splicing block. Um, let's see. Uh, run the rounded side along a dat tape eraser, assuming you have one of those. Pull on the flat side as you do this, and the bearings will release the pin, and it falls apart safely. And then he puts rather menacingly at the end, in theory, dot, dot, dot. So <laughs> no, promises. no promises.
4: Well, you need to pry it apart now. Like, this is getting ridiculous. Here's the thing. is like,
2: I, look, I know I only paid $15 for the shirt, but I would hate to... Look, I haven't even worn it yet, clearly. It's a $15 shirt, Rick. I like this shirt. No, it's a it, thing... I, this is a shirt that, first of all, it fits me. Second of all, it was on sale, so I feel like I already got one over sh- on the man.
4: <laughs> it's a black button-up shirt.
2: I don't want to sacrifice my clothing uh, for something that is... I mean, because look, one way or the other, it's going to be over in like 15 seconds.
4: How many things have we all sacrificed for this show? I have sacrificed like a billion relationships
2: your future happiness,
4: future happiness,
3: <laughs> sanity,
4: my dignity, <laughs> my sanity, satisfaction. Seriously? You can't let go of a goddamn fifteen dollar t shirt.
3: Any chance uh. of being employed elsewhere? Yes.
4: Seriously. that.
2: All right. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson Show from Cinematical. Our good friend Don uh, Taylor. How are you, uh, Don Taylor? Thank you for uh, being here today. How's
8: life? Life is good. I was so. Uh, entranced by the conversation about the shirt and the tag, when I was driving over here, I actually didn't go right when the the freeway split, and the next thing I knew, I was going across the river, and I was like, "Oh, dope!" Oh. So I had to call Greg Nibbler and so, say, "I'm running late."
2: So enraptured were you by my tale of uh, of, of
8: the ink device. So don't, what side you come down on?
4: Don't you think that a fifteen dollars shirt is worth a much oh, yeah. hilarity? I want to see it.
8: I, I want to see it happen. It can't
4: be that fabulous. It's a, a black it like, it's, it's a black,
2: black button up shirt. Greg Nibbler just keeps typing the word hammer it, hammer it, hammer it on the screen
8: over and over. See, i would have I would have taken I would try to pry it apart with a a a uh, screwdriver, a flathead no, screwdriver. No, see, but this, oh, yeah,
4: and then you could put the plastic bag on the inky side. No, no, no,
8: but see,
2: but see, which side has the ink? Do we know the because
8: big one, the big cone side?
2: There's the dreidel side, and then there is the Tylenol bottle top side. I
8: would, I would imagine that the large side, the larger of the two sides, is the one with the ink in it. Otherwise, why would they make it lump up at the top like that? Right here, this is you're saying this one. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Now, see, that's that's the opposite of, and plus, I'm not uh, keen on this blinding business that they were oh, discussing we can earlier. Oh, we get
4: goggles from the engineering office. I've seen those. Yeah.
2: Can we get goggles from the engineer? Do we know that? Isn't the engineering office closed?
4: Um. Maybe, but I can. Isn't call the that.
2: office not open for another Let's hour do this and ten right minutes? minutes now? Let's we have do, to do this. this. So this is a kind of a no time for sergeants sort of thing, but it's no time for safety. All right, you know you, uh,
8: you're wearing glasses. You have eye protection. Adam
2: and Jamie would not approve of proceeding. Just don't in this, aim
8: uh, that thing this way.
2: Don't we have an intern? I mean, isn't that the deal? Don't we need like a? a we're a morning show. Should we have like a, a stunt gal or something? Or no,
4: this is your t-shirt and your responsibility.
2: donkey boy you or whatever. Some <laughs> some guy some uh, some boob who works for us whose job is to is to engage in dangerous. Behavior. Rick,
4: you should have made sure all the security tags were off
2: you know it's not my okay first of all it's not it, 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 it is it is somebody's fault of my own it's the fault of the guy at the department or also because this didn't, didn't beep you don't obsessively watch
4: wa- I, I always watch whenever i see a tag on i obsessively watch to make sure that they take off all the tags
2: it does say in huge letters could cause injury all right could well what couldn't well that's true. everything causes, causes injury. Injury. injury i guess that's a fair point. i guess life life doesn't come with a warning label take a chance All right. Uh, Don Taylor, what should we uh, talk about first? We'll we'll probably do this in in two small sections here. We've got uh, DVD releases. We've got Transformers. We'll save Transformers. Uh, it's on the other side of this because we've got some sound that I know Tim saw too uh what is out on DVD as well of
8: now? I believe we will talk about a brand new horror movie straight to video that features one of my personal favorite actors of all time well so let's well let's actually... I don't want to give away who it is yet because that's that's the that's the joy of this movie
2: well let's actually discuss is this wait is this starring who I think it it's starring
8: i I think so
2: well let's actually discuss that now okay. because because I because I can't wait to see if I'm right. Uh, And then on the other side, we'll talk uh, Transformers. So what is it that comes out today? Because I'm wondering if it matches the thing that's in my head.
8: Um, Today, um, among among the many DVD releases today, is a movie called Simon Says, which is your sort of standard... Uh, uh, photogenic college idiots go camping in the woods and then are killed in graphic, gory ways by some kind of madman. I movie. would totally
2: see a movie that had that title. As opposed to like horror movie or like epic date movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. If it was just called like busty college interns get their heads cut off, like I would, I would be first in line. To, you know what I'm talking about? What? <laughs> I'm just listening. <laughs> I, like, you, you wouldn't, uh, look, if you were flipping... That was
4: flipping, just kind of creepy. Busty college girls get their heads cut off. If you were flipping that through bit, the, That was
2: really specific. If you were... Well, look, every, everybody's got a niche, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, it's important to find your market and then target it relentlessly.
4: And they have curly, long brown hair. There is,
2: and it's got to be about this length, and they've got to be named Terry, and they have to call <laughs> me Steve uh, as the killing has taken place. And they've got to be wearing a skirt with ponies on it.
8: So anyway. Anyway, um, the uh, the Simon Says film. Okay, uh, there's a couple of things that really recommend it. The first is, it's actually surprisingly well made. It's uh, written and directed by a man named William Deere, who brought us Harry and the Hendersons. Ah, uh, yes. He directed Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, and the, uh, the crazy killer in the woods who is killing them is a, a homicidal, psychotic, redneck, Crispin Glover.
2: Excellent. See, that's exactly, that is the confluence I was hoping for right there.
8: Who may or may not be twins. We are told at the beginning that they, that he had a twin when he was younger, uh, and he bashed his head in with a truck. And, uh, he so, bashed his head like in with a, a truck? Like a toy truck? Yeah, you see it in okay. flashback. Little, little, oh, okay. Very small children wearing wigs, so they look alike. And uh, one bashes the other one with a, with a toy truck. And then, um, so he has, his uh, twin is ostensibly dead. But there seem to be two of them running around the woods, so it could be a twin, could be he's a split personality. One of them is very smart, named Stanley, speaks with a really (laughs) over-the-top southern accent. And the other one is uh, mentally uh, challenged because he was bashed in the head. And we aren't sure for the bulk of the movie if they're actually both still alive or it's him being both brothers.
2: Here's the thing about Crispin Glover. I mean, apart from, uh, you know, from when he was playing, uh, what's his name, Martin McFly's, uh, George McFly in the Back to the Future films, is that Crispin Glover is one of the, he's like whatever the universal donor is for blood, typo, positive or negative or whatever, but he's... He's like that in terms of acting because no matter what film you put him in, it works because he's either playing it straight or he's playing it, you know, in an ironic fashion. And you're never really sure. So as a result, he can play anybody in any genre of film and you can view it through exactly the right prism to make it function. I
4: loved him as the bad guy in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, he he works at everything.
8: And he is wonderful in this movie. If you love the Crispin Glover, he is is wonderful. There's also a small role uh, with his father appears uh, uh, Bruce Glover, who was uh, in uh, which James Bond movie? Darn. I can never remember. Was it?
2: I didn't even know Crispin Glover had parents. I figured he kind of oh. had a, like, a,
6: like a pod there's the one.
8: There's the one uh, James Bond movie with the two assassins and they're gay and they're they're trying to kill James Bond, and he's one of them. He's a I'm character a, actor, and you recognize gay James him. Bond yes. I'm kind of
2: a, I'm kind of a terrible guy in the sense that I'm not much of a I'm not much of a Bond aficionado. I
8: know there are people out there listening to the radio screaming the title at the radio right now. Saying, you idiots!
2: I'm just still back on the fact that there's a Mr. and Mrs. Glover yeah. at home somewhere.
8: No, his dad was a uh, a working actor for years, and he's a, real, a recognizable character. Excellent. actor. Excellent. So, what is the name of this film? The name of the film is uh, Simon Says.
2: Simon Says. Brisbane Glover.
8: And also the other the other great thing about the Maybe too is that he kills these people like uh he he has created these elaborate uh constructions that are in the woods that they keep tripping over and he keeps using like sort of a hand-cranked steampunk trebuchet that flings pick- pickaxes pick I can't even say pickaxes,
2: pick-axes. <gasps> but you said trebuchet correctly so yes, exactly. points for that <laughs> let me explain all right <laughs> Well, in any event. Okay, so uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, having discussed, uh, C- Crispin Glover is a homicidal hillbilly redneck lunatic. On the other side, we'll talk about Transformers 2, which I know that Tim Riley saw as well. We have some sound from that. And uh, I've got yet more input here on this business of the die packet. This one just says, look at YouTube, then do not open. Not ever, ever, ever. <laughs> all caps. All right. We are live from Portland, Oregon. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101K UFO.
1: The Rick Emerson Show, available anytime, anywhere.
2: It's too bad about your rocky insides where no man's seed can find purchase.
1: (laughs) Visit KUFO.com right now.
2: It is The Rick Emerson Show, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is Rock 101. UFO. In just a moment, we resume our discussion with Don Taylor from Cinematica. We will talk about uh, Transformers 2, which had its uh, sneak preview last night. Uh, opens everywhere, as they say, tomorrow. Also tomorrow, we're going to talk to uh, a guy named Adam. He was the winner of the uh, Fly Away to London to see the London premiere of Transformers 2. And he wasn't the guy, but I think he was at the same premiere where the fat he was, uh, was trying to give Megan Fox a rose. Oh, that's amazing. And was rebuffed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at the news desk, it's your personal savior, Tim Riley.
0: In the news with Tim Riley.
3: Good morning, everyone. 744, it's going to be a hot day today. Sunny skies, highs near 80. TV icon Ed McMahon has passed away at the age of 86. The longtime sidekick to Johnny Carson had been hospitalized for pneumonia and a host of other medical issues. He was also known for hosting Star Search and a pitchman for Publishers Clearinghouse. Ed McMahon started his television career in 1952 as an announcer for Bandstand. That was before it became American Bandstand. Then he went on to the game show, Who Do You Trust?, which was hosted by Carson at the time. Carson got the Tonight Show gig in 62 and brought McMahon along. It was the biggest move of his career. There are plenty of uh, outstanding moments from Ed McMahon from the Tonight Show, which he is best remembered as. Uh, he, He usually played the drunk, except for one time when he was obviously drunk on the program.
0: Now, as you know, the San Diego Zoo is one of the finest zoos in the world, and we've had this young lady on the show very often in the past, uh, I guess, seven or eight years she's been appearing with about us. Nine years. Hmm? About nine years. Right, yeah. Several plus several. Would be about nine. You said seven or eight. No I, said spend... s- uh, no, I didn't say seven or eight. I said several.
7: Then you said seven or eight, and I well, said it's I? nine. Nine. nine, nine. Good, thank you. Yeah. the animals you had as babies are now ten years old. That would be about right.
1: (laughs) Um, Remember the animals
7: that did something funny on your tie?
1: Yes. Those little lions,
7: the little baby lions, were one year old. That's right. They are now treacherous and ferocious (laughs) ten-year-old animals. Okay.
0: Anyway, Joan uh, Joan Embry is here tonight. (laughs) And she's now 32. That's right.
6: That was fantastic. Uh,
0: Joan is an an animal uh, handler and a trainer. And uh, you, you really think you're fooling everybody, don't you?
2: And this is where McMahon was just was just uh, yeah. plastered, mm-hmm. because he, he, because his persona was very much, yeah, that he was... Like
3: a Dean Martin type like, thing.
2: Like a Dean Martin thing, where he was drunk all the time. I remember, I saw, uh, God, Mel Brooks was on there one time, and Mel Brooks, of course, is just the, the, the king of the big, broad comedy, came out, and you know, they always had, there was the... The classic setup, which was sort of embodied by Carson's show, where there was the host at the desk, and then the chair next to the desk where the guest was, then the couch, and everybody would sort of do... It was like this weird... Sort of musical chairs thing, whereas the night went on, I've already moved down. But there was the coffee table in front of, me with the coffee cups. You come out and you have a cup of coffee and whatever. And Mel Brooks came out and he took this huge swig of coffee and then he just went and just sprayed it everywhere. And the gag was like, you gave me Ed's drink by mistake uh, because he was supposedly uh, you know plowed. And then he would see those shows, and I always go back to there was there would be it would be like Carson and Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise and I think probably Sally Field. And where they all ended up just putting whipped cream down each other's pants or something. And that was those moments where you would sit watch the show and go, is everybody on the show just loaded beyond belief? Which I guess was really, yeah. it was supposed to be the point. I had a whole discussion with somebody uh, who works here. I don't know, actually, it was just a few weeks ago. We were talking about, I think Ed McMahon, uh, but we were talking about Johnny Carson. And, and I was talking to somebody and they didn't. About my age. And they didn't really get why Carson's show was so so great. They just said, I just don't understand it. It just seems very bland and whatever. And I was trying to make the point that all of those things that seem cliche now and all of those things you've seen a million times and that are just so ubiquitous in the late night television landscape are that way because the Carson show made them uh, that way, and Ed McMahon was a huge part of that, and it's easy just to call that guy, he's a sidekick, or he's a second banana, or, or he's the guy that just goes, yes, in the background, but he was he was a huge part of it, and the way you know is because if he ever wasn't there on nights when he was gone, you really felt his his absence. There was a great article in, God, Details, or one of those magazines some years back, where... Ed McMahon and Andy Richter, who at that point, and and now again, is a sidekick to Conan O'Brien, interviewed each other, uh, which was pretty great. So,
3: all right. Well, there you go. Ed McMahon, ladies and gentlemen. So now everybody's going to go back tonight and watch their old Carson DVDs that they haven't watched.
2: Uh, Which I have at home. I'm going to go home and I'm going to pull them out as soon as I'm uh, done with today's
3: show.
8: So Transformers 2 was last night. Wasn't that amazing? Yes. Uh, Tim and I saw each other uh, briefly at the Transformers screening. uh,
3: So we have a few sound bites from uh, Megan Fox. Oh. Who is allegedly uh, some type of actress to, to somebody. And let me see if I can find
2: these here.
8: Uh-huh. I can't wait to hear her talk again. And so,
2: what? And so Dawn, you, the rights for uh, is Cinematical. And I don't know if you are you allowed to sort of talk about this now? Is on well, embargo. Yeah, I, or
8: something. I'm assuming uh, so because it does open tomorrow. Excellent. So.
2: All right. So do we have uh, do we have
3: sound from yes? Miss uh, uh, Fox is not sure she has any acting ability. Well,
9: I
8: don't know if I have any true
9: acting ability. I'm surprised that you say that you don't think you have any true acting. ability. I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. We're gonna find out. Uh,
8: you don't. <laughs> wow. You don't. And so we did. <laughs> yes, the
2: yes, the judges have ruled on that, Megan.
3: I'm looking salaciously into the camera with your with your mouth hanging open. Is not acting.
8: Yeah, she breathes through her mouth. She never never closes her mouth, and she does look like a mouth breather. And I gotta say, the the media can tell me that she's hot as much as they want, but you know she looks like seventy five percent of the girls who work behind the Nordstrom's makeup counter. And it's you know okay fine, but the movie itself, Michael Bay is obviously in. They've decided to create this as a draw. For the movie, like the robots fighting each other isn't enough, so we got to have this Megan Fox's hot thing. And the very first shot of her that comes on screen is like a layout in Maxim. She's wearing these butt cheek revealing cut off. She's a motorcycle repair woman. (laughs) stretched across a motorcycle. I mean, seriously. And everything's like sort of soft (laughs) focus and slow motion and he's moving in and and he puts on like this golden filter and it's like every, every time she's on screen. It's like she's being
2: date raped by a camera.
8: Well, every time she's on screen, it's like all of a sudden the movie becomes softcore porn. Yeah.
2: yeah.
3: It's like, we'll take a break from this video game for this fashion show.
2: To have gauzy curtains blowing in the breeze while saxophone music plays on the soundtrack.
8: And, you know, and the camera comes in all close up, and she licks her lips, and oh, then, she, then she says some line in her baby voice, and then Shia LaBeouf does something. <laughs> she strokes his
3: hair like a cat.
8: Oh, yeah. At the end at the end of the movie, she like comforts him, and she wraps her arms around him, and she like strokes the back of his oh. head like she's petting him? No. Oh. At any point, does she eat anything like kind of porny? Like, does she like an ice cream? Pardon me, I anything? gotta have a corn
2: dog. I don't think so. Of course, I may have just blocked that. Out. I, they have so little chemistry, and uh, th- here's and look. she has fake blue eyes. Well, she had, that she, I mean, it really bothers you. It really does. Was
4: it really distracting? Yes, yeah. it is. Well, because it, really it seems
2: is. so at odds with her, you know, with her complexion, her hair color, everything. Mm. They, they seem jarringly blue. Is yeah. the deal? They yeah. seem so totally. Um, you think they could fix that? Unless they just decided that that again was that was going to be like one of her arresting personality. I actually traits.
8: wouldn't be surprised if they hadn't digitally like bumped up the blue in her eyes as well because it is it is actually distracting. Well, like, it's just it's just ridiculous. Well, Don and Sarah, you all can
2: weigh in on this because
8: mm-hmm. I don't really know. Shia
2: LaBeouf does not seem sexy to me at all in any no. way.
4: See, I grew up watching him on e- well, not grew up, but in college
8: I used to watch him on Even Stevens when he was a child. Doesn't seem to be anything really so see hot about attractive. that guy. Yeah, no, I I like him. I like him a lot, but... Um, it looks as... like he was,
3: he was pulled out of the womb mouth first. It looks like he has <laughs> four-set marks in his cheeks.
8: I like him, and I think that in the first movie, which was dreadful, uh, although not as dreadful as the what second about movie. Bobby?
3: That was a classic.
8: <laughs> I liked him in Holes. You know, he, he I'd
2: like him in a hole too.
8: But he uh in this one, in the first one he was like the dorky kid, so it was kind of like, Oh hey, the hot girl saying it's to, to him. be sexy. And well no, in this one he's going off to college and I think they wanna make him seem more like he's on the same level as Megan Fox, but all they could do is give him an orange spray tan. That's... And that looks mm. and that looks ridiculous. So, it,
2: so he ends up being attractive in a sort of Peter Scalari they, they
3: kinda of kind of match. It looks like she's been to the tanning salon maybe a couple more times
8: than he has but he's catching up. But on him it just looks ridiculous because he has the whole demeanor of a of a pasty, geeky kind of a guy, except they tanned him. Excellent. More of her wit and
2: witticisms available at uh cinematical. You can uh, go to Rick Emerson.
8: That was it. That was my that. entire conversation That's about it. Transformers <laughs> was about spray tans. <laughs> Go, what Don. else is there really to say? To robots. Talk about the, we didn't even talk about the robots. About, the mean,
2: robots did it. Let's talk about the uh, the Tennessee Williams-esque uh, aspect of it. <sighs> uh, Dodd Taylor writes for Cinematical and Fandango or uh, something. I will be sort of? writing
8: for Fandango starting this week. In Transformers is my first review. So if you'd like to read me you know something other than me talking about Megan Fox's butt and spray tans, I'm sure Mr. Emerson oh, will have a link on uh, his I, site.
2: I know what men like. <laughs> <All right. laughs> It is the Rick Emerson Show. Coming up at the uh, top of the hour, we'll have more news from Tim Riley later on. Jim Rupp will join us from CNN Radio Los Angeles to talk about the latest in the Chris Brown uh, Rihanna case. And then somebody says, I've got a plastic bag here. Somebody says that and a screwdriver. All I need to get this off. Rick Emerson Show in mere moments. Only on Rock 101 KUFO.
3: KUFO Portland.
2: Live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, it is the Rick Emerson radio program. It's Tuesday morning. It's 503-228-4101. 503 228 4101. Before we take another single solitary step forward in your amusement this morning, we're going to take uh, Caller 10 at this juncture. It is 503-228-4101. Caller 10 will score a pair of reserve tickets to Stain, Shine Down, Chevelle, and Hailstorm. That is uh, happening at the Clark County Amphitheater August 10th, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. You can find that more details at KUFO.com. KUFO.com. Again, Caller 10 at 503-228-4101. 4101 hundred one wins a pair of reserve tickets to Stain, Shine Down, Chevelle, and Hailstorm, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. All right, coming up at eight twenty, we'll talk to Senior Radio correspondent James Roop uh, from Los Angeles uh, about the passing of Ed McMahon, the uh, pleas struck by, so to speak, by Chris Brown and uh, in the in the Rihanna case and uh, so forth. And plus, so uh, Greg has located a uh, he's located a hammer. Uh, and, and I is...
4: located some um, pretty bitchin' sunglasses for you.
2: Are these the <laughs> these the comically large, uh, like the novelty sunglasses that everybody wears in their high school graduation photo?
4: Yes, they were kooky. I, there were some, like, movie promotion or something. Great, so so they it... were sent to the studio. Is that
2: what's going to pass uh, for eye protection? Well, this is
4: what happens. Is like I I get something, I stick it in my car, and I forget about it. Me... So aren't you glad that I forgot to bring those inside my house?
2: Uh, so let me ask you the business about this, about the, the ink uh, tag thing that is still on this shirt that I bought. And keep in mind, I did pay for the shirt. I have. The receipt a for whole
4: fifteen dollars. Oh, look,
2: it was a bargain. Don't knock bargains, Sarah. it's not uh, bargains, but I'm saying in this you troubled know, economy, any dollar spent is a good dollar.
4: What better time to you know? What better way to test it? Well, I, I, I
2: suppose that's true. I guess it is not doing it on a shirt that's irreplaceable. Um, do we think that this uh, this ink thing that they put on the shirt to keep you from sealing it is explosive? In other words, am I going to end up like all stumped up at the yes, <laughs> end of this? Definitely. Thank you, Tim. I have a well, bad feeling about it. this.
4: Well, so you have a hammer. Are you going to use the hammer on it?
2: Yes. I'll that's, hammer in the morning. See, that's just
4: stupid. If something happens to you, I will not feel sorry for you.
2: It's <laughs> a little d- delayed reaction. Tim, thank you, Tim. I appreciate your acknowledgement of my Peter, Paul, and Mary reference just there. Well, I've got two plastic bags and a hammer. Uh, so I think if I wrap each side of this it ink like thing... Sounds like you're
4: going to get all, like, rapey.
2: Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do here on Rock 101 KUFO, a proud part of the CBS family. I'm going to get rapey.
4: I've got two plastic bags and a hammer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now all I need is a cheerleader. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal
3: savior, Tim Riley.
0: In the news with Tim Riley.
3: Good morning, everyone. It is 8.05. Mostly healthy today. Highs, the eighty. TV icon Ed McMahon passed away at the age of 86 in a Los Angeles hospital. Best known for Johnny Carson's sidekick, also hosting Star Search and Pitch Band for Publishers Clearinghouse. He started in the television business in 1952 worked with Carson in, in a game show called Who Do You Trust? Carson gets a big job in 62 and brings Ed along, and the rest is, well, the best move of his career. Locally, lack of evidence. That's what's cleared Mayor Sam Adams in the accusation he had underage Bo Breedlove sex. So that's over and done with. But the interesting part of this is Mayor Adams made cash payments of $750 to Bo Breedlove as questions about their secret sexual relationship heat up next to the Near the end of 2008, Adams left envelopes of Breedlove with Adams City Hall receptionist did, and the the uh, City Hall security guard between November 2008 and January 2009. Is that true? Adams really? said he left $500 with the first floor security guard in November 2008. Breedlove said he needed the money for a deposit on a new apartment. Then in December of 2008, Adams gave Breedlove another $250. <laughs> Breedlove said he needed the money for a car payment.
2: Here's the thing. It's just so overtly wow. sleazy that you almost have to salute it. I mean, if you're me, I mean, you almost. It's just. It's, it's so apparent. That yeah, it's just so transparently scummy that you just have to go like, well, well done. Then That's
3: I mean, an expensive peck on the cheek, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is. I mean, I wonder if that's all of their really. If that's all they're really copping to, well, I guess they copped actually having a relationship. But you know, after after he after was a, 18, a, a man. Um, and I and I guess the, the, see this is I hate to say that uh, Rick Emerson was right, but uh, Rick Emerson was right about this because I remember saying at the time when all of this uh, kerfuffle was heating up that it was it all came down to that to that kiss in the bathroom that Breedlove alleged because mm-hmm. that is. When he was 17, I mean, according to his version of the story, which I guess there, there's no evidence to support that, which is really kind of where the rubber meets the road on this.
4: Well, when we interviewed him, you kept asking him about that, and he would not comment. Well, he wouldn't talk
2: about it, and he kept he kept doing that, that thing of kind of, like, shuffling around and trying to, like, find, like mm-hmm. locate the right answer in his head.
3: Um, he but, got this, uh, this money interest-free. Really? And no specific conditions are p- placed on these loans. I would say there was definitely mm. interest. The, he also told the state investigator he hadn't paid back the loans. Uh,
2: when I, uh, when we had Bo um on the show, which you can see at KUFO.com, by the way, I did ask him point blank if he thought Sam Adams, and this is his allegation, which Sam Adams denies, but uh, that, you know, if Sam Adams kissed you when you were 17, do you think that's a sexual act? And very, I would say very wisely, he opted not to answer that wisely for him anyway. He he chose not to, not to, because if he'd said it was, that makes all the difference in the world. Although I guess it does although maybe in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter because there's no, there's no proof one way or the other. But that is really, that is really what it all came down to, because if there had been any sort of um, supporting evidence to this claim that they kissed in a bathroom when Breedlove was seventeen—that is like the ball game, mm-hmm. because that's a because that's a sexual, in my opinion, a sexual act with it with a minor, which is you know which you can't do. There's um, also
3: a uh, contradict statements that Adams made in January when he told the Oregonians editorial board he had done no favors for Breedlove, left him envelopes full of cash. You know,
2: it, oh, this really, just
4: keeps getting messier and messier. How,
2: how far we've come as a society and how uh, little distance we've covered in politics. I mean, really, this, because didn't you, wasn't it just the, the, earlier in today's show, Tim, you were talking about those uh, new Nixon tapes that have come out? Yes. Where it's like all the Watergate guys are being, all the Watergate guys are being sentenced to jail and uh, Nixon is having, uh, you know, is is having uh, a John Magruder leave like envelopes full of 50s around town for people. All right, we've got to take care of the burglars. And screw Ellsberg while you're at it. Here's
3: uh, Tim Riley. Well, let's get back to uh, Megan J. Fox, who's in that new movie, Transformers 2. Uh, what does she say this time? Uh, she, she is ignoring all the pressure around her to be beautiful. Oops, hang on. She is ignoring...
2: Oh, I want people to see me as... I'm a serious I am. actress. I, I don't
9: exercise at all.
3: No, I she just, just lets I herself fall to pieces. Ooh, you
9: feel pressure to be beautiful. Clearly the pressure is there, but I just choose to ignore it. I have to, or else it makes you crazy. This is my face. So there's only so much you can do to my face. And I've never been like a super body conscious person. So I don't feel pressure to work out or or be a certain size. That's hard to do when you're everywhere. But I don't know I'm everywhere because I don't read about myself. And that's why you're sane, right? Okay. (laughs)
2: Note to self, there's only so much you can do to Megan Fox's face.
3: Oh, by the way, she explains why she didn't accept that rose from that seemingly mentally challenged boy. So you've seen this, That
9: kills me. Yeah, I heard about it. I... I... A, I did not know that was a child. And B, what you don't really see in the <laughs> that was picture is that there are like 80 million people everywhere. It's dark. All I see Letter are alarm. flashes. Right. And I could hear someone. Everyone's yelling different things. People are yelling from all angles, And I didn't know that was happening. And it breaks my heart. And if, if you know his name, I'll send him a personal apology. I, and I, I'm horrified. I would never do that. I'm sorry, sweet boy. I would never do that to you. And I would gladly accept your rose. If I see you again, just don't ever... The paparazzi will not let you to me and I'm sorry and I'm so embarrassed.
2: Yeah, his name is
9: oh,
0: I love you. Uh, let's uh
2: hello sir madam is the case maybe you're on the Rick Emerson show. How can I help you today?
0: Hey I just wanted to uh, give you a quick little story about the ink tag. Yes sir. I had a ex girlfriend after high school and she had bought a shirt and the ink tag was left on there. So her dad tried to take it off with a screwdriver, tried to pry it off. And just as he did that, it opened up and shot ink into his eyes.
6: And we actually had to
0: take him to the emergency room to have it washed out.
2: Yeah. See, I don't. Uh, that's the part I don't care for—the blinding. We have an eye and the,
4: cleaning kit right in the kitchen. I don't think we'll I, it, we'll Nothing it in that by. room
6: works.
2: <laughs> that first aid it just kit just is a, like candy. That first aid kit is a lie, Sarah. That first aid kit is just there to deceive you.
4: No, there is a full-on eye washing no, kit. I will it, bring it in here. You
2: know what that? You know what that first aid kit is? That's like the cardboard books uh, that they have inside of furniture at Sears. I mean, you know, they're there for display purposes, but it's just to represent where real books will someday go that's to represent where actual first aid might be uh you know like in an alternate economy uh right now as tim said there's just a bunch of barbie uh medicine in there all right thank you my friend what is your name
0: my name is Huey. i right. saw well, thanks thank you guys for being here so early in the morning i work from like three to six in the morning starting and you guys make my morning every day
2: excellent thank you spread the word all sir we
0: right. uh, will do thank all you all right thank you for listening there you go all right Huey, ladies and gentlemen all right
2: yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling very bullish uh, about this, although the hammer would you know allow what? me to have some distance from it.
4: No, but uh, Seamus just wrote, and he had a good point. He's like, they would not, uh, just, like, stores would not attach something that dangerous onto their clothing, because that's like a lawsuit waiting to happen. If someone accidentally bumped it and it, you know, popped out and poked somebody in the eye.
2: That's right. They certainly wouldn't do something like sell toys full of lead. That would be dangerous. No. I can't imagine that they would, I can't imagine that American companies would how sell much, any product that might harm you.
4: How much damage could it do? You, you can tie the have plastic a cigarette. bags around what? it. You can tie the plastic bags around it, smash it with a hammer, it's like it's gonna like like pierce the plastic bag and fly toward your eyeballs
2: it see, might now see <laughs> see and all it takes is tim saying it might for me in my head to view that as like a 90 percent possibility well all right I'll, I'll figure it out this hammer will uh, this makes me feel a little bit better all right straight ahead jim roop from CNN radio los angeles talks to us about the, the passing of ed mcmahon and the latest with uh, the chris brown case and i'll look into smashing this with the hammered parking lot live from portland it is tuesday morning
1: This is The Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
4: Hello, my friends. I am here to talk to you about maxmuscle.com. So I've been on the program now for a couple weeks and um, I'm actually starting to notice now I've noticed like a change in my energy and stuff, but now I've actually started to notice a change in my appearance because uh, Max Muscle isn't just like some freaky miracle drug diet pill. I've actually been changing my lifestyle, the way I eat, the way I exercise. So for example, yesterday I went to Burgerville with one of my friends and usually I just go and shove my face full of cheeseburgers. I can eat like four of them. and <laughs> I was looking at the menu, and I actually looked at a salad, and it looked good, and I got it, and I was full, and I felt better about myself, and I realized I didn't have to pack myself full of carbohid- carbohydrates and, you know, greasy, bad-for-me food all the time. Max Muscle's really been teaching me how to take better care of my body, which in turn makes me feel better. I have more energy, and I'll start my day with a more protein-heavy um, breakfast I've been telling you about. Is
2: this just so you can fit into your new Twilight shirt? I want you to be honest.
4: Stop making fun of my Twilight shirt. I'm just saying. It's, it's because there's It's some, okay if that's the case. I'm just saying there are some hot guys at the pool this summer, and I want to, like, be a little more tight instead of like having my beer belly. Fun. You
2: want there to be less of you to love.
4: I want there to be less of me to love, and I want to be proud of myself. And I'm actually feeling a lot better, and I'm actually going to the pool today, so I'm going to see if I can snag me a sailor. Not really. Um, Max Muscle, it gives me the energy to be productive during the day. Yeah, so They've got a it's permanent
2: not, addition to the copy.
4: It's not some miracle pill. Like, you really have to be committed. Like, I really am changing my lifestyle, and it makes you want to change your lifestyle. It's, it's not something that I'm settling to do. It's something that makes me feel better, and I'm happy doing it every morning. So if you want to find out more about it, go to maxmuscle.com, click on store locations, and you can find one near you, maxmuscle.com. Broadcasting in ADHD.
0: I've written a letter to daddy. Gay hole. Yeah. This is
1: the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
2: People do not want safety. No, they don't, Tim. Safety is for other people and other shows. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It's 503-228-4101. We are live from Portland on Tuesday morning. Coming up here in just a moment, CNN Radio correspondent James Roop joining us from Los Angeles to talk about uh, Chris Brown and the passing of uh, Ed McMahon. All right. And just so for those of you who have been following the saga of the shirt with the ink tag. So Sarah has um, sort of double bagged it because the ink tag. <laughs> Don't you know, say it's, that. It's two halves that then you know are on opposite side of the shirt with a pin. So you, Sarah's double bagged it for you, kids. She's You've wrapped each side of the ink tag in a plastic bag. To hopefully contain the ink once the smash
4: can it be contained?
2: You know the smash hits with you from the yes, hammer. Try so. to tuck
4: it in between the the tag and the shirt on both sides, and then wrap it around. A bunch
2: and I the think shit. we'll get video of this. So for precaution, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. I have the big wacky novelty <laughs> sunglasses that you buy at the beach store for a dollar. Oh
4: my god, you look so ridiculous.
2: Also a hammer. So there you go. That's what uh, that's what counts. And
4: for, uh, most important preparation, a video camera.
2: And yes, most importantly, a way to digitally transmit this image to everybody once it's done. All right, let's pay a visit to the news desk with your personal
3: savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Well, he's off the hook. Lack of evidence and just too many lies. That's clear to mirror Sam Adams on the accusation he had underage bull breed love sex. The attorney general wrapped up the five-month-long investigation. They concluded Reed Love was not a credible witness. That's hard to believe. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, uh, why can't I hear anything all of a sudden? Apparently,
2: if you're going to have some sort of a scandal, the key is to always do it with somebody who's uh, confused and seems terribly unsure of what the truth is at any given moment.
3: Yes. All right. Uh, Portland's job rate climbs again. The mayor figures show 12.3% of employment. That's up from 11.9% in April. That works out to a staggering 137,000 looking for work. The state of Oregon has increased jobless benefits, not by much. The maximum increase will be 11 bucks a week, bring the most you can be paid to 4.93 a week.
0: See here. Uh,
2: hello, hi. You're on the uh, Rick Emerson radio program. It's Tuesday morning. Who hey, might Ray. this be?
0: Good morning. Hey, man. I don't want to mess up this big. I mean, this deal with you and Sarah. I kind of want to hear how it comes out with this uh, tag. But I got a surefire way mm. to get that baby off. What is that? Um, all, you got, all you got to do is throw it in the freezer. That's so all it, you got to do.
2: Throw the the shirt in the freezer. Throw oh, the because because in the, the ink would because
0: the ink would freeze. Yep, and then you just pull it right out with with uh, with uh, pliers, and you're done.
2: Wait a minute. So what? So here's a dumb question. So is the ink uh, liquid or is it like a gel? What what is the ink like?
0: Hey, well, I, I only had it happen once. My girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, came home with it. I had heard about this, so I threw it in the freezer. We didn't want to go back to the store. I went and got my tweezers, pulled it out. There was nothing. I mean, it just, it, it, so I, I believe it's a, it's a liquid.
2: Okay, so he, this is a guy saying if I put it in the freezer and it, it frees it solid, then oh, I can just... There's
4: no fun in that. I no, know. But, there's, I there's a bit, but that's good to know. No,
2: but it's, I like how you did preface it by saying, by the way, I hate to ruin this bit. Um, yeah. That's a man I, who understands the you, dynamic of radio.
4: No, you've got to see these sunglasses. dude. I mean, it's going to be God. worth it.
0: It would be great if this stuff shoots everywhere goes in everyone's eyes, but I don't really want that to happen. It's Thank
2: you. I appreciate it. your words of kindness. Um, <laughs> most people do, though. Would it? Okay. What if I, Sarah, what if I froze it and then hit it with a hammer?
4: No. I <laughs> like you just reject that out of so hand. What? What, the, what is the fun in that?
2: Well, I think the fun is with me not being blinded, first of all.
4: You're not going to be blinded. You have your sunglasses and they're in plastic bags.
2: You know, these sunglasses aren't really... we take
4: every precaution necessary. You
2: know, these huge novelty sunglasses aren't really OSHA-rated eye protection or anything, right? You know, like, this isn't... This isn't, like a, this isn't a thing like, like they use at, uh, at like jet propulsion labs oh, I'm or sure whatever. Be just They're good
3: enough for radio stations. <laughs> well, that's true.
2: I'm uh, doing more with less, Tim. All right. Uh, what's your name, sir? Uh, Keith. All right, my friend. Uh, spread the word about this uh, very fine program. Thank you for listening. Hey, thanks, sir. All right. Thank you. There you go. All right. This email says, what did you do to Sarah? Rick, why does Sarah harbor so much ill will toward you? Of course, I'm new to Portland. Perhaps talking a friend into blinding eye injury is a form of affection here. Forgive me if I'm out of line. That's Mike. Well, it's one of our little customs. It is. It's a uh, social moron. I just
4: know that you would expect as much from me.
2: That's true. I really would. No, if that's I, if,
4: this, if the situation was reversed, you would not stop until I was out in the parking lot smashing it with a hammer.
2: No, and really, and I'm only smashing it's it. It's a mutual respect. I'm only destroying a shirt, where, whereas you usually destroy relationships of oh, your own. Oh, many of
4: them. So, yes. Well, quite a few, I... But I give you radio gold in the process, do I not?
2: Can I do any less? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's do uh, one more here, and uh, then on the other side, I'll go out in the parking lot and give this a good whacking.
3: McMahon passes the way. He was 86 years old. Of course, his biggest job ever was the uh, sidekick for Johnny Carson. He was also a commercial spokesman.
1: The only one of the three leading canned dog foods that does have real beef. Right. Nourishing meat byproducts and real beef, plus soy, vitamins, and minerals. The real beef could be the reason. Fernandez here. You heard him cry. Fernandez just ran
3: away. Here it is. Come on, this is when the dog runs away from the alpo, And this is live on the Carson show. Yeah, the okay. dog did not want the alpo. Be nope, he down ran down away.
1: Ready. There you go.
3: <laughs> so Carson... And this is where
2: Carson yeah. then runs over and gets on like a dog and pretends to eat the alpo, which was, you know, if you look at it now, it doesn't seem like groundbreaking comedy, but it's one of those unexpected moments that, I mean, those guys had that, you know, that interplay. It was just, you know, it was just down. And here's, and I will say this, if you... If you have ever seen uh, the Larry Sanders Show, which is the brilliant made for HBO sitcom starring uh, Gary Shandling and Jeffrey Tambor, th- that by all accounts absolutely nails the dynamic that a lot of those guys have, uh, you know both on and off the air just uh, just an amazing show and it really uh, apparently just very much um, personified the relationship like Ed and Johnny had.
3: So so we're still waiting to hear from some of the celebs. I, I, w- I would expect that we'd be hearing from Rickles, possibly Bob Newhart on this before the end of the day. Uh, Joan Rivers has uh, just made a comment. If
6: he would come in a restaurant or see me anywhere... Would make it his business to come over and say hello. And that was going against quote unquote boss's orders. And I always had such um, a warm feeling in my heart for him because
2: of that. John Rivers has turned into voice number three on us. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, so straight ahead, uh, we will have more news from Tim Riley, and I'll, I'll go out and dispense with this. I'll stay here. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate that. We'll sit in here. You're a real giver.
4: We're supporting you from in here.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Rick Emerson. Rick Emerson uh, uh, extends his uh, thanks in advance, should this work out poorly. We are live from Portland, Oregon.
3: This is the Rick Emerson
2: Show on Rock 101 KUFO.
1: This is the Rick Emerson Show.
3: Not only is it a killer, he was trolling for homosexuality online.
1: Listen online, live or via podcast at KUFO.com.
3: It's the Rick Emerson show.
4: <laughs> Hello, we didn't determine
3: who was going to speak first.
4: <laughs> no, please, always you. It is eight forty-two.
3: We're getting ready for a monumental broadcast from outside, and this is about, uh, well, getting down and dirty.
4: It is. Rick is actually sacrificing his T-shirt for the the good of mankind and for hilarity. I just kind of want to see him ruin a shirt that I know that he really likes.
3: But it's going to happen.
4: Well, Tim Riley, what headlines are there?
3: Well, I, uh, well, the mayor has been cleared of. And- any type of scandal. Well, not re- kind of. Uh, Mayor Adams made cash payments of $750 to Beau Breedlove as questions about their secret sexual relationship were heating up at the end of 2008. Adams left envelopes of Breedlove with Adams City Hall receptionist and City Hall security guards between November 2008 and January 2009. Adams said he left $500 with a first-floor security guard in November 2008. Breedlove said he needed the money for a deposit on a new apartment in December 2008, Adams gave Breedlove another $250. Breedlove said he needed the money to help make a car payment. So
4: that's, that's that. That's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> it really
3: is. Uh, so what's going to happen with the Beavers? Mayor Adams and Randy Leonard have tried to figure out what to do now that the Lentz Stadium plan went down the tubes. They're working to convert PGE Park to a soccer and football stadium. The owner of the beavers pulled the plug on the plan to build the $42 million ballpark in Lentz. The folks who live there... Just didn't want it.
4: Lentz is a beautiful place. Lentz is a beautiful place.
3: Some of the other things going on today. Megan Fox. She was terrific in Transformers 2. She sounded
4: like quite the intellect.
3: She really does. Oh, she wants us to know that she does not Twitter at all. She's only uh, saying this because her movie's coming out tomorrow.
4: Can
9: I say something to you guys? Yeah, of course. I don't have a Twitter page. So if we could just clear that up, and neither does Shia. I don't know anyone who twitters, so I just want to throw that out there. So everybody, if you're twittering with Megan, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Who wants to hear from Perez Hilton? You know you do. This, uh, apparently, he claims Will.i.am's manager punched him in the eye. And his eye was falling out of his head. Ew. Ew.
0: I called 911. I spoke to the police, and they explained to me that, you know, they would try to make it, but that there were actual emergencies going on. But I was in fear for my safety, and I had been assaulted. And if you are a victim of violence, speak out. Because no one deserves that. Violence is never the answer. I could have told Will I am. I hope he dies. I could have told him, I hope Fergie sits on a stick and impales herself.
4: Whoa. I'm tired of him. He's despicable. He really is. All right, well, speaking of gross things, I think Rick's hiding next to the dumpster. Should we all right,
3: him?
0: let's Did... go to the dumpster. <laughs> Hello? Hey, all right. Hey, was that really Perez Hilton? Yes, it was. He sounded very, um, he sounded like quirky. He sounded kind of challenged. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. So, speaking of a challenge. All right. So, I'm out here in the back. I I decided to do this out by the dumpster where the homeless guys pee and engage in uh, various degrees of off-putting carnality. I've seen some acts of love out there. I have wrapped, uh, or rather, uh, Sarah has wrapped both sides of this uh, this ink uh, canister thing that they put on the shirts to keep you from shoplifting it in a plastic bag. I've got your. Uh, wacky novelty sunglasses on and already there have been three people who have come out and they've it, it, it gone to pull into this parking space here and then they've, they've thought better of it and they've uh, they've sought other locations for their automobiles. Alright, and I've got the hammer. So, uh, alright. Are you going to do it? Everybody stop. <laughs> it's hammer time. Uh, okay. Alright. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my back. Oh, this is I just fear the worst. This is a I'm bad idea, Pat. I'm gonna and I'm gonna swing down at this uh the ink thing and then we'll and then I'll look back and we'll see what's happened. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. All right. I completely missed. <laughs> all right. I try it again. Do I keep missing? Yeah, you're not missing it off. All right. Oh, something happened there. Hold on. Um wait. What color did is that, it? Wait, did that did the ink thing come off? Oh now it's like a firework. Now I'm afraid to get near it. Uh Uh-oh. All right. Am I even hitting that thing? Not at all. I'm not even hitting it with the hammer. Rick, keep your eyes open. You know, but I don't want to look at that like I'm going to end up all blinded and whatnot. It's in plastic bags, dude. All right. You know, but my eyes aren't in plastic bags. (laughs) Not yet. All right. Hold on. Let me try this one more time. All right. I'm going to uh, adjust this. I'm going to put it down over here. All right. Okay. You ready? Yes. All right. And... Here we go. <laughs> and Alright, I keep hitting this thing and nothing keeps happening. Alright, we're gonna do it? Great. Is Greg going to emasculate me by Greg, are you gonna Maybe do if this? you both jump on it? <laughs> Alright, Greg Greg is gonna step in because I'm less than a man. Alright. Is this still How filming? embarrassing for you? Uh no, turn it back again. Yeah. Alright. Alright, we've got the camera here. Greg is actually gonna have to step in because I keep turning my head like a small girl and missing the ink. Hey, if you're blinded, by the way, CBS is not responsible for any of these injuries. You're you're doing this of your own volition. All right. Greg is uh Greg is whacking the thing. All right, did we break do we break it? All right. Hey, so that is it is indeed fluorescent yellow ink inside. Can we take that off without damaging my fine purchase? I have no idea. Greg has no. already damaged his no, fine is. skin. Oh, it's ripped. That's wonderful. That's great. Oh. But it's clearly off. But it's clearly off. We have removed it and also a large section of the shirt. All right. So there we go. That's hey, beautiful. You know what? I can actually, uh, this might actually be repairable, I say, like a desperate, pathetic radio guy who doesn't want to lose money on anything. All right. So inside here, thank you for taking the hit, Greg. So inside there appears to be both blue and fluorescent yellow ink. And uh, it does appear that if you pull it, uh, the pin damages the vials, and then the ink spreads out all over everything. Good to know.
4: We'll leave it out there so that we can come and look at it after the show.
0: We'll have video of this posted up at uh, KUFO.com here in just a skosh. All right. So, all right, I'm going to throw it back to you guys, and I will uh, come into the studio with the ink and the shirt. In the news with Tim Riley.
3: That was outstanding. (laughs) I can't believe Rick couldn't even break it. That's really something I tell you. I don't know what to follow that up with.
4: Is there any more Perez Hilton? Yes, pipes? there is. Yes. I have a more.
3: Well, he claims that Will Iams' manager punched him in the eye, and his eye was falling out of his head. And Will I. M. comes back and says Perez Hilton is a liar. Might have been here. Perez Hilton <laughs> comes back and says Will I. is a liar. I didn't hit you. And this is very. Wrong that you are twitting that I did that once again disrespecting me and everything that I stand for, and their lies.
0: And that's wrong. Shame on you, shame on your your behavior, and that's just messed up.
4: Peace. God, he is so unlikable. Yes. Have you he- heard these Perez Hilton ones? Take that back. <laughs>
3: Oh, we want to talk about you. All right. We want okay. to
2: see what happened to the shirt. Boy, it's, it's, so it was really anticlimactic, except for the part where I was a huge pussy, and uh, Greg had to finally just step in and do it uh, for me. All right, so really the biggest damage to the shirt is there's some holes in it, but that is really less from the ink and more from the fact that we were hitting it with a huge hammer there against a sharp big, there rocks. There is a big hole in it. Oh,
4: that's on the seam, too. You're fine.
2: See, now, do you think I could sew that shut and make this wearable?
3: If you're a decent seamstress.
2: I don't know. I can't sew. I am a decent seamstress. I'm not, really. But I know I have people. Uh, and there appears is to be some... Is there ink in there? There is some stained ink, but it's on the inside, which is sort of how I uh, how I planned it. That was part of my cunning plan. Yes. So. Was it also to completely miss it,
4: like, seven times? Yes.
2: It, here's the thing. It, like You think you know where the hammer is in your hand and where the ink vial is on the ground. And then you turn your head and you swing, and you just hear the uh, you know the sound of metal on rock, and you realize you've missed yet again.
4: It seemed pretty easy for Greg. Yeah. Okay. Look,
2: uh, I, spatial relations are not uh, they are not my area, so they're not my fort. So uh, I'm just saying that uh, you know it, there, certain people have different skills. I um I have no skills as such. All right. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Greg nice. did get it in one. By the way, I think he hit it th- th- twice in a row. Awesome. Uh, with this, and it came right up. And we'll have. Um, well, I have footage of this up at kufo.com. So, if you ever, ever wondered what's inside the do not shoplift this ink thing uh, that they stick on shirts, uh, this is what's inside. It is uh, fluorescent yellow and blue ink. All right, there you go.
4: Good to know. Bastards. And that's one to grow on.
2: You know, if I find out later that I could have just put this in the freezer and spared myself uh, this whole agony, I'm going to be very cross.
4: <sighs> I'm not going to be that cross.
2: It is uh, 503 228 4101. Before we wrap everything up, ladies and gentlemen, we want to remind you that coming up Friday at 9 a.m. Friday at 9 a.m. at kufo.com, you're going to be able to buy half off certificates to Pearl District Tattoo. It's uh, the Pearl's first and only custom skin gallery, the finest tattoo experience. Your skin is their canvas, so they can start a new beginning on you. It's at Northwest Ninth and Northrop. Find out more by calling them at 503 241 241. Four seven one three five oh three two four one four seven one three and it's actually this is a really, really uh, great deal. Basically you twenty five get you fifty. You go to KUFO.com, not right now, you can do it Friday at nine a.m.
4: And fifty can get you a lot because my wrist tattoos are fifty a piece.
2: I was actually gonna say, and fifty bucks is exactly what you paid for, like to get that tattoo right there on your wrist. Mm-hmm. So you can get that, but it's twenty five because it is a half off sale. So you get fifty dollars worth of gift certificate uh, to Pearl District tattoo for twenty five bucks uh as of Friday at nine a.m. Right now, though, if you are caller number ten, you'll get one of those in your hot little hand for nothing. Thing. It is uh, 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. If you're the 10th caller, you win that uh, certificate to the Pearl District tattoo. You can buy them Friday, 9am, KUFO.com. All right. Have we uh, brought the curtain down on everything today? Excellent. Uh, we want to thank uh, Dave Brenner from Theory of a Dead Man. Also, Dax Holt from TMZ.com. Don Taylor from Cinematical and Fandango. And uh, Jim Rupp, which we understand it, had to go to a press conference uh, regarding Ed McMahon, so we will talk to him about that tomorrow. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dylan for Rock 101, KUFO. In the newsroom, it's Tim Riley on the phones the production assistant Greg Nibbler. The gatekeeper is Dave Zinn at the front desk. The web mistress, Bridget from upstairs. CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan Don't F with me, Reynolds. Executive producer, Christopher J. Paddock. Coming up next at 9 it is smells like the 90s with our good friend buzz my name is rick emerson it is tuesday june 23rd 2009 and that is the frequency kenneth thank you for listening be safe see y'all tomorrow watch out for snakes
1: attention broadcasters in the greater portland area your daily show prep is now concluded thank you for listening